and welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is episode two, Violent Diplomacy. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and coming along in our adventures. If you'd like to show your support for the podcast, check out our Patreon account where you can access bonus content, including after-show commentary, character creation, and other exclusive audio. Check out patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. And thanks also go out to this season's sponsor, Fantasy Grounds. We're using the Fantasy Grounds virtual tabletop software to track our combat and manage our battle maps during the game. In the last adventure, our heroes bravely ruined a child's birthday and ran off with the cake before they received their first official mission. A group of religious folks of the Strigan faith have reached out for help. Given mysterious coordinates and little else, the heroes borrowed a luxurious transport and jumped into drift space. We join them now, leaping straight into a thrilling scene of room assignments and gear appropriation. The adventure begins. A young woman in maintenance overalls runs down a corridor. She looks back over her shoulder in a panic. An eerie clicking sound echoes behind her. She drops her tool bag and runs even quicker. She comes to an intercom mounted to the wall and presses a dark green button. I need help, I need help. Anyone on decks five and six, I'm in the piping junction and, and I'm not alone. She barely waits for a response. Can anyone hear me? It's then she notices the green call button doesn't light up. The clicking echoes again even closer. Suddenly a sound whistles down the corridor. She cries out as a needle pierces her shoulder. Yanking it out and tossing it to the deck, she runs again as another needle clatters against the intercom panel. She ducks into a small storeroom and checks the swelling wound in her shoulder. The door to the room slides closed. Again and again, she presses the lock button for the door in a panic. The screen repeatedly flashes lock failure. The clicking noise now comes from right outside the door. She steps back into a darkened corner, breathing heavily. The clicking stops. Everything is quiet, except her breathing. The door slides open, needles fly across the room, and she screams. Our heroes are aboard the Kellen's Oasis, a luxurious transport ship you are borrowing from an embassy and are told to keep good care of. You have just entered into Drift Space to travel to your mission destination. Drift Space is a separate dimension of reality where you disappear from the planet you're on and enter a whole new realm. And you then travel through this realm using a drift drive until you reach your coordinates and then uh, jump back into reality again and you will be near your destination all with some excellent piloting hopefully done by Epo, your amazing pilot within drift space though there are sometimes unusual pockets of uh, people locations other vehicles things that are again not in the normal realm so it can sometimes be a little odd and a little dangerous so you always have to be on your toes when you jump into drift space, you jump into a different location that's a certain distance away from where you never be, but it's never the same location you arrive at. It's a very odd space. You have jumped into drift space, you are flying in your ship, and you've been flying for several days. You have 
about two weeks of travel time. Your destination is a unusual uh, location. Coordinates are not well-traveled, which means the time to get there takes a lot longer. The good news is whenever you head back to your base inside the Alliance, it is a massively well-known, extremely heavily populated and traveled location that you'll be able to get back there in just a few days. So it's not a one distance out, not based on distance, it's based on how frequently these locations are used. So it's been several days. Epo, I've got a question for you. Your ship can send out a transponder signal that identifies you as profits or as something else if you want to go incognito. And I'm curious what you have your ship transponder set to. Uh, right now, the ship transponder is set to respond as Kellen's party barge. Kellen's party barge. <laughs> okay. It's FBI surveillance van. Yeah. <laughs> so civilian party entertainment vehicle. Mm -hmm. All right. Limo service, basically. Yeah. You are in the cockpit. You leave the luxurious leather chair that's really big and cozy. It's heated. There, You did find a massage setting on this chair. You uh, leave it and you head down a corridor where the whole group is meeting in the galley to just go over some logistics. And as you arrive in the galley, you see everyone is there and seated. It's a spacious galley. This whole ship, again, is shiny. It's clean. It has lots of white walls. Uh, any uh, wiring and ductwork and everything is just perfectly hidden, which is a pain in the butt for Augie to get access to. <laughs> it's not utilitarian. It's not handy, but it's just gorgeous. I'm drinking some water that has some cucumbers that are in it. <laughs> Even though you've requested no cucumbers, the machine only dispenses <laughs> natural spring water from cucumbers. It's ice, water, cucumber <laughs> in, the, in the dispenser. But uh, Ipo, as you're the last to arrive, there is an unusual smell, and you see that the cat warrior Kolsch has taken on cooking duty for this dinner meal, and everyone here is kind of curious, what do you have going on in the kitchen, Kolsch. Have a nice uh, spring pasta with uh, some fresh herbs. A grilled uh, tuna fish. <laughs> it's always fish with you. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 fish. <laughs> it's a can of fit, tuna. All right. So, yeah, he's making a nice meal. Let's go ahead and make some sort of cooking roll. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Let's make a wisdom roll. Survival. <laughs> uh, 20 non-natural. All right, he it's it, it smells good. It's it tastes great. He puts out plates for everyone. The food synthesizer on board the ship is fantastic. And you guys need to settle on a couple details. Uh, the first of which is this ship has four nice but somewhat cramped crew quarters, and then it has one massive luxurious suite that you will need to decide who gets access to this multi-floored, incredibly enhanced suite that's beyond comfort you've ever seen in your entire lives. Or which of you will get bunks in a shared room that are cold. There are already hard. large Kolsch pod marks on the uh, bed. <laughs> As captain of this ship, I will humbly accept the suite. <laughs> Have at it. All right. <laughs> You guys also need to figure out what you're going to do about the equipment that you were given. Absolutely. So it looks like we have two healing injections, two smoke grenades, and one flash grenade. I thought you were talking about the cleaning equipment. 
I already put, I already put that underneath your bunk. <laughs> I was 30 gallons that, of Lysol. Uh, that's going to be in the suite. <laughs> we want it magically sparkling at the end. Uh, yeah, so two healing injections. Uh, would it make sense for those of us who can heal to have them, or would it make more sense to have somebody who might be a little bit further from our administrations to have them on them? For example, Devin, maybe maybe you want one of these injections? Yeah, I mean, that. I think that would be great. I would love one of those, so I'll take one healing injection. What does that do for me? 2d4 plus 2 hit points. Do you want one of those as well, Epo? Yes, please. Okay. What does a flash grenade do versus a smoke grenade? (laughs) 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 Smoke grenade creates a 25-foot diameter circle that provides partial cover to any attacks going in or out, and it'll last the battle. Flash grenade is also 25, 25 diameter, yep, circle. All creatures in there must make a constitution save or a blinded for a turn. Uh, I'm going to grab a smoke grenade if y'all don't mind. I'm going to guess that my throwing abilities for a flash grenade are going to be limited. So I'll go with this one instead. I'll take the flash. Kolsch has the flash. While he goes for the flash grenade, I go for a bite of the tuna. There is a piece of tuna now. There's one more smoke grenade. Epo wouldn't mind it. Epo's all over it. I have the power of my mind. I do not need these grenades. <laughs> you guys uh, have time. You have two weeks now. What do you want to do while you're traveling for two weeks in drift space? It is very important for Augie to find a place that is comfortable for him, so he will not be using the bunks. He will instead, you'll forgive the term, squirrel away to something. He's pulled the mattress out of his bunk and stuffed it, and he's made like a little hamster ball area out of an escape pod. Okay. If there is such a thing. Oh, there. yes. But it only fits one person in absolute luxury, though. <laughs> <laughs> now it is matted with a bed and, and all kinds of crazy crap is in there. Aww. All right. What? Some straw. Some straw. All right, Augie has taken over the escape pod. <laughs> I'm out. Kolsch is going to uh, spend his time trying to break into the minibar. <laughs> Uh, th- that will involve some hacking of the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll need to make a intrusion tools rolls, and you don't have that skill, so just add your dex bonus. Dexterity. Uh, 17? 17 is really strong. This lock is beyond your capabilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the liquor cabinet is secure. You require a card on file to access <laughs> <laughs> Epo being um, a specialist would like to bone up on the Strigan uh-huh. uh, faith or people or lifestyle or whatever it might be. All right. Make a, a lore roll. Five. Five. <laughs> you get distracted and spend your time on Reddit. And- <laughs> <laughs> Devin, you want to do anything unusual over the next two weeks? Devin will also be learning more about the Strigans. Okay. He uh, already had know some stuff from last week because uh, I made a lore roll, so I'll continue to learn roll. more. Uh, 19. 19. The Strigan are a group of religious folks. Each person has a, a mastery they spend their life focusing on. If they are in critical need of something else, like let's say they move to a new community and there's already three master bakers or something like that, bakery is still their mastery, that's their thing, but they can take on what's called a second path, which is challenging uh, because they're now helping the community by doing something else and focusing on that. 
but they will never attain true enlightenment because they're no longer committed to their mastery path. So it's considered very, very humbling and very gracious for them to sacrifice some eternal benefits right. for, the, for the current thing. And that's what you'll learn. Anything else you guys want to do? I'm going to go find Kolsch. Just have a little chat. I'm going to... I, I assume that uh, we're bunking together. Yeah. Yeah, bunking together. And I'm just going to, you know, like, before, like, lights out one night, I'm just going to, like, be, like, in bed looking <laughs> at, you know, the ceiling because I assume you're under me because... I really don't want that crush to break. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, my tail would just. Be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just I think I was just like, yeah, you know, Polsh, our our first mission, we killed some people. We did. And I'm I mean we're we're good at that, and we've been doing that a long time. But I think we're supposed to be better with the profits. And I stole some cake from some kids. <laughs> you did. <laughs> now. We don't get cake very often, and it looked really good, and then it was really good. <laughs> I agree, it was good. But so you're saying we should be, um, less aggressive? I'm saying that I withheld some truths when we went and talked to the quartermaster and the captain, and I don't know what they'll find out. You know, they could hear some complaints from some of those kids. For the first time in a while, it feels like we've got something pretty good going on here, so... Maybe we try to talk first. Okay. Yeah, we'll try that way. <laughs> he doesn't sound convincing at yeah. all. Yeah. All right. And then I just I hum like a, a little space shanty to myself and fall asleep. Colch's tail is whipping around. Yeah. Purr to your humming. Devin's over there meditating. They haven't noticed him. He's just nodding, <laughs> <laughs> smiling slightly. For almost every night while people are trying to sleep, you can hear scratches as as uh, Augie's trying to worm his way through the ducting and whatnot, <laughs> investigating <laughs> and hiding hiding foodstuffs at different locations around the ship there. Uh, Augie, you also need to take care of this thing and it seems no matter where they go, there's little trails and scuff marks and small scrapes that you have to attend to. Make a awesome. two-week overtime <laughs> uh, janitorial maintenance engineering role for me, please. In other words, make a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Overtime janitorial yeah, just, just super janitorial it. Roomba yeah. role. Cole's just Thank constantly you. sitting on it. <laughs> it is a 21. Okay. And so you are f- just feverishly cleaning, keeping things in line. I've got two Roomba. <laughs> Closing doors, ceiling cabinets right behind them. You're following people around and washing the cup as soon as they put it down and putting it away. You're making sure this thing with your name on it. After a couple of days, Evo... I'm making a bed they're still sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't know. After a couple of days, Epo thinks it's just a feature on the ship, and so, so he doesn't. He just thinks that things just magically get get done, and so he just leaves wrappers. Just throws it on the floor. claw will reach stuff. out of an air duct and snatch it back in. <laughs> Uses pristine white towels as toilet paper. You just hear like a heavy breathing above you. Yeah, you, you don't want to know what the apoke poop looks like. You just hear the undertones just cursing every now and then from the ductwork. The ship is haunted. But it keeps itself very clean. It's self-conscious. It's got some nervous tics. It's an OCD. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
it. Two weeks have gone by without incident. The ship has arrived at the coordinates in drift space. Epo lets everyone know that you're about to jump back into the real space. We are here. <laughs> you get your systems all set. Everyone takes some sort of defensive measures. You don't know what you're going to uncover or, or what his piloting will be like once you arrive. What do you guys, what do you do in this situation? So actually, <laughs> um, Devin is going to cast um, psionic shield upon himself and right. then take a short rest. All right. What does Psionic Shield do? Psionic Shield, it is a eight-hour duration. It will improve his AC ultimately by three. Um, AC becomes 13 plus dex, giving him a 15 AC. Uh, it also creates a personal shield device against weapons with the kinetic property to receive any benefit from this power. I cannot be wearing armor, which okay. I am not. Too much. And then I'm also going to take a short rest <laughs> using my Esper recovery and getting my, my Esper back. Okay. Sounds good. Polsh, uh, knowing they're about to come back into the regular space is very rare for him, but he's on all fours with, like, needle claws just, like, <laughs> into the rug, like, holding on. Are you he doesn't like some coming, of the he doesn't carpet? Like, yeah. Oh, you hear cursing from a vent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Augie's there August. With, <laughs> Augie's there with a sewing kit just standing by. And like a little water bottle. Yeah, like a water bottle. Bad culture. <laughs> Back to your box. Back to your box. And what's Catherine doing in this situation? She's thinking inspiring thoughts. All right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> She's coming up with posters to put up on the ship wall. It's, just, it's pictures of coal hanging from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. At least we're getting these all out. Yes. <laughs> okay. Epo, I need you to make a piloting roll, please. 11. All right. With an 11, your ship arrives in the normal real space. It's not a great roll. You're not exactly where you want to be, which is the coordinates given for this mission. And as soon as you arrive, you hear collision warnings blare and fire off, and you can see some sort of red uh, uh, lines that show that there's impacts coming dead ahead. Make another piloting roll. Impacts or other ships? We'll find out. <laughs> Those are not mutually exclusive. Natural 20. Whoa! You roll and do a barrel roll, and the ship just barely avoids uh, some weird, strange uh, receptacle, cargo receptacle, and there's another one that comes straight on, and you uh, do reverse thrusters and come to a stop, and the ship comes to a halt right in front of this slowly rotating, looks like a trash receptacle. Can I even rotate the ship in the same rate that it, that this other receptacle All is right, rotating, so just stays, so that it looks like we're... Stays perfect. Yeah. And you say... We are here. <laughs> you arrive at the coordinates. All is quiet, uh, but you certainly don't see any destination that you're looking for. Um, you see space everywhere and twinkling stars. Space, in the but also these couple of what are they? Yeah, they're uh, they're like cargo container type things, maybe fifteen by fifteen foot by fifteen foot cubes. Um, I double check the coordinates. All right. Everything looks legit. And I open frequencies to hail the Strag. What's the name of the Stragon ship? None given. Okay. 
so I just open up some, you know, guard frequency or something and say, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Specialist Epomeni Vathis of the Prophets looking for the Stragon vessel. And I wait. And there's nothing but silence. Do you still have us tagged as, uh, Kellen's, uh, party wagon? Barge. It's, uh, it's a party barge. Party barge. barge. <laughs> party barge. Uh, they may not take, like, you know. Did you change that? We don't want to look unofficial here. Good point. Epo punches four digits on the transponder and changes the the reply. Okay, to official profit vehicle. Yes. All right. Did Kolsch see those four digits? Uh, no, he. you're not in the cockpit right now, I'm afraid. <laughs> you're on a post somewhere. <laughs> Devin, where are you at? I would probably want to be in the cockpit if okay. I may be. Uh, you can't. The cockpit is small. Uh, it has room for three or four people to normally operate, but it, the majority of it's taken up by this oversized, very comfy chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine those unnecessarily large chairs at the mall you can sit down in and try mm-hmm. out. That's is what's going on yeah. in the cockpit. So you kind of have to squeeze in, and you can stand beside Epo. It is peculiar that these uh, cargo containers are right where we come out of drift space. Yes, well... I don't know if our exact coordinates uh, were successful, but uh, is there any markings that maybe we can find on these cargo containers? Maybe it will point to uh, this dragon ship we are supposed to be looking for. You can see there's, you're, you're literally like eight feet away from one that you're rotating perfectly with. And it and says? It says ASC5. Oh. <laughs> what the hell is that? The Alliance Science Commission. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. It says ASC5. Devin, you have a feeling of something odd then. You raise an eyebrow and you have a sense of some magic about. I feel a disturbance in the force. <laughs> in the source. <laughs> in the source. <laughs> uh, That's no make cargo. Insight con- roll, please. Uh, natural one, however. <laughs> Let oh, me no. speed through this. Never mind, I don't have that anymore. No, natural one it is. You Everyone said braces. And then it's it, the feeling fades. Nope, everything is tight. <laughs> I think I had some gas. Please leave the cockpit. <laughs> is there anything other than shipping con- cargo cargo containers? Is there anything else around? Can we do like an EVA to check the container out? Yeah, you've got one escape pod you can t- tool around in. Oh, but we don't have any suits. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, you do have suits. You do have suits. Um, Epo, being a specialist in EVAs. <laughs> Would like to put on a suit oh, and people go. Would it be better if you remain in the vehicle to pilot it in case of trouble? You make a good point, uh, Devin. I am a specialist in piloting. <laughs> um, I can go take a look around. You head out the airlock. All the gases and everything blast out. You open up the exterior door and you turn on your magnetic boots and you are stomping across the exterior of this ship. <laughs> leaving little black marks every step that you take. 
Augie doesn't Augie, know that. Augie is furiously inside trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to scrub. They're trying to hand me a bottle. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to take a look around. Do I see anything other than these cargo? Yeah, make a perception roll with disadvantage, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, sure. That is a five. A five. You take a walk around the ship. It's very nerve-wracking. You've done this before, but it's just very strange. You know, if just somehow the power cells on these boots fail, <laughs> you're, ju- <laughs> you're just gone. It's just weird. Uh, but you look around and you don't see anything, but you have a sense in the back of your mind something's not right with this scene but you can't put your finger on it. Interesting. What if I try to hop over to one of the cargo containers? Like yeah, you can give that a shot. Epo maneuver so that it's an easier hop. Yeah. You back up a little bit, rotate 90 degrees, and slide the ship over towards this uh, cargo container. You can then make Catherine, as you uh, kind of hunker down, you disengage your boots and push off, make an acrobatics roll with advantage thanks to Epo. Aw, thanks, Eva. Oh my god, this is the moment I die. Oh, natural 20. Okay. <laughs> you go launching out, you grab onto this container, your momentum pulls the container and keeps going away from the ship and takes you right towards the second container. And you're able to grab onto both. And now you're holding onto both of these containers with your muscles and it's hard, but they're not really full of a lot, you feel. <laughs> and you have both of them very close to you. You, the two containers, are now just slowly floating away from the ship. Um, and Epo, you can easily maintain distance with her. Yep. Uh, and you uh, can access them. There are locks on both of these containers, but they are not locked. Okay. And when you open it up, you see there is a bunch of rotten foodstuffs inside. Hmm. hmm. Can I transmit this? I can talk to them, right? Absolutely. I say, uh, it looks like there's a lot of rotten food in here. It seems like something went terribly wrong, I assume. Um, either diplomatically or maybe something something bad has happened and I'm gonna try to get back to the ship. I assume we have some sort of sensors you do. on the ship. Yeah. I mean, Devin's kind of using the sensors to try to um, see if there's any other objects in near space. Or... Okay. Make a perception roll, but use your intelligence modifier instead of whatever it normally is. Gladly. 17. 17. With a 17, you sweep the sensors and it picks up several more of these quote unquote cargo pods. And you can kind of have a gist of where they're at. And you can also see some that are further away, but you also sense there's a missing gap. And you look out the window and you believe that there is something out there that does not wish to be found. And it's there and you think you see it on the sensors, but then you just like, nah, I think I did, but nah. Okay. And you go and look at the logs. You're like, yeah, I totally did, but, but I mean, who cares? Right. And you're like, but wait a minute, I do care. <laughs> <laughs> Something's very odd. There is something out there in, in that area right there, uh, Ipo, uh pointing like on the sensors where, where it's supposed to be. Um, Take us closer, if you will, once we reacquire Catherine. I'm going to climb back in. (laughs) Catherine, you get back in straight into the airlock, 
and are back into in the interior of the ship. Epo. Yep. So Epo uh, expertly begins to maneuver towards this uh, this area on the sensor scope. By expertly, you mean go expertly. forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You don't see anything on the sensor scope. I keep directing them based off what my my instincts are. Make a you know. wisdom saving throw. Augie has made his way into the golden suit. Okay. And it's just kind of squirreling around in there. <laughs> What's your wisdom saving throw, Devin? Natural one. Natural one. What? What? Same dice. <laughs> <laughs> just toss that die away. Yeah, uh, Devin, you goes. you just you can't. That die lasted our entire D&D campaign, and it is dead to me now. Devin, you can't uh, points. You just, you said, I know there's a direction you need to go, but it's, I can't focus Maybe on Maybe I it. was mistaken. I don't know. It uh, was a feeling it is past. Maybe it was some more some more gastrointestinal distress. Uh, he points, you fly, and then he, you say, point, this isn't right. He points at a different location. You're like, what? You start flying over there. He's taking you in strange circles. I'm very confused. I am sorry. How does, how does communications work? In what way? Uh, like, like, Deep space or long distance communicating. Like, oh, long distance? Like communicating back to the Citadel. Yeah, it would take days to a week or two. Okay, so it's the same yeah. idea. Um, Epo, just for good measure, uh, sends a transmission to the Citadel. 15 minutes we waited. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks of travel. We're legally allowed to go. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there a place where there's... Does it look like these containers have drifted from somewhere? Are there like more in one location or they've been spreading out in a certain way? Make an investigation roll. Do we have investigation as a skill for this? Uh, yes. Yep. yes, we yeah. do. Epo is magnificent Ooh, a natural at 20 investigation. Again. Ooh, nice. Wow, you are the opposite. I vote for a new leader. <laughs> <laughs> Would you take a look at the scope? <laughs> Catherine, you can make out a relative trail of where you believe these cargo container trash things have originated from. You look in that direction, you don't see anything, but you're sure something must be there. I think it's I think it's that way. And I like I take Devin's finger that's like pointing all sorts <laughs> of ways and I just point it the right direction. That way. <laughs> I'm not too sure. <laughs> and then I maneuver the ship that right. way. You start heading that way. As you do so, you see Devin again raise his eyebrow. And Devin, you have a sensation that your intentions are being questioned. A weird magical sensation. Deal with that. <laughs> Why are we here? And it's not an internal thought process. I keep that to myself for now. All right. Just had to come along, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you keep flying and you've been... F- Me specifically or the ship or everybody? Can I can I get a sense of that? Make an insight roll. Uh, that would be 22. It's a sensation of your ship's intentions. A probing sensation. Uh, you've been flying for an hour. Catherine's been directing you, and you are having the same effect of you feel like they're they're playing with you, Epo. You can't get there. She's like, no, it's back over there. And Catherine, you're not sure. You start trying to check the crates again. You've already flown past it, and you're trying to find it again. And it's back and forth. Uh, Augie 
comes up and starts joining this. It is ah. getting a little crowded in this. Are we? <laughs> are everyone's we? sitting on the chair arms. <laughs> I, <laughs> Direct, no, it's over there. I'm sitting on the dash now. My little three-foot mouse body is up on the dash. Why aren't we there yet? We should be there. We're taking too long. Devin will open up comms. Okay. This is Devin Page, mystic of the uh, Universal Source, member of the Prophets. We are here to help. Uh, and we know you are out in this vicinity. Please reveal yourselves. Uh, there is a brief pause, and your answer is in the form of a structure that appears. Ahead and slightly to the left, you see some sort of... Oh, yes, right where I said it was the whole time. <laughs> some sort of building space station type structure up ahead. And you look at it, Epo, and you start flying towards it, and you are just in awe. For it is not a space station. It is a starship the size and likes of which you have never seen before. It is truly massive. It is huge, has huge blocky uh, residential sections covered in plastisteel type of material that could house several thousand people here, and then over there, and then over there. It gives the impression of like multiple city blocks of skyscrapers looking out into the stars. Um, you've never seen a ship this enormous. There's huge lettering that's 200 feet high that reads ASC5 Ornua, O-R-N-A-U, or U-A, O-R-N-U-A, that's the name. I have a rough idea of a little picture here I can send your way. There are those with Esper ability <laughs> on board that vessel. There's roughly the size of the cursor here. Yeah. <laughs> There's one massive engine the size of a huge starship itself that extends out the rear. However, most of the lights are dark uh, throughout this vessel, except for maybe some navigation lights, and the engine itself lies cold. Is this oh, how do you miss that? Dragons would would be on. Is no. That, okay, this is not a dragon vessel nope. then. Okay. Definitely not their modus operandi. It's huge. There is no response over communications. You can see there is uh, a landing bay um, on the port side, I believe. And yeah, very dark though. There's some lights near on uh, near the, uh, the 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 fore side and the aft side, and dark Does throughout. The name mean anything to me? Negative. Hearing everybody talk about it. Uh... Kolsch is going to poke his head into the cockpit and... Kolsch forces his way into the cockpit. <laughs> and uh, wants to look and see uh, what what uh, what it's armed with. Okay. Uh, make and a... Maybe if anything... Make like an investigation roll from here. Pointing it our way. And 17? 17. You see there are a few weapons on there. They are very, very small weapons and not many of them. It is complete, almost completely defenseless. It could hold off your ship, obviously with ease, uh, but anything, anything with some serious weapons could, over time, destroy this thing. Um, you, what'd you get? What was your roll? Seventeen. You can also see there are some uh, weapon hard points where weapons could be installed. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they are not installed. 
Anybody know what that is? It is a ship. What kind of ship? A ship of the Alliance Science Commission, of course. It's not very ship well. Ship number five. It's not very well armed. It's the fifth of, of the Alliance Science that's Commission. That's strange for, for that big of a vessel, yeah? Yes, but it has the ability to conceal itself in space. It was hidden from us. I believe that is its main advantage over weapons. It's more defensive. And it doesn't um, look like it's doing very well right now. It's mostly shut down, but it still has power. And there are, there are definitely those with Esper abilities upon that vessel. I've felt them uh, searching our intentions. Can you speak with them? Uh, he he holds his hand to his arm. <laughs> Leia! <laughs> Leia! <laughs> uh, Yes, we have communication devices. Okay, well, <laughs> can we ask them what they need or what they want, why they're out here? Have they seen the Strigans? It sounds like there's a lot of questions we have. I think perhaps docking with them would be the <laughs> best thing seems, to do. Seems a little um, precarious. I thought you could say presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, First no. name basis before we dock. <laughs> Um, we don't really know what their intentions are. They've been unresponsive so far, so I, I, uh, I suggest we maneuver into position and get a closer look. The, um, Devin will reopen comms. This is Devin Page of the Prophets again. Um, we would like- Yes, we know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to- um, speak with you. Uh, Epo's maneuvering. You All right. Respond, please, or we will attempt to uh, dock if that is okay. The ship, <laughs> your ship, flies closer and approaches, and you receive no answer, Devin. Where are you headed, Epo? Um, I want to go towards one of the areas that is went up. Okay. And see if we can. And look inside, um, and if there's a docking port near one of those areas. Okay. You fly towards the front of the ship. You can see there are lights on in there. Uh, Epo, you've got a great view. Make a investigation roll from here. Actually, to make a raw perception. Let's go for perception. 21. Wow, yes, some of you some of you are rolling high. <laughs> the rest of you are Chris. Um, <laughs> you are able to see a section that has housing through some giant windows that you're still quite a ways from this vessel and it's still huge. Uh, you see some housing, uh, you don't see any people and you don't see any access ports to this uh, front section. Hmm. What do you want to do? We have to keep going around. There must be a place to land. Didn't you see? Didn't you say there was a docking area? Yes. Or something so we can essentially dock or like, yep. like there's a there's a landing bay. Yes, it's built into. There's a little force field that blocks off but that we you can, can go like through, it. Yeah. through it. Yeah, okay. fly through it. I suppose. Yes. I mean, do they have revealed themselves to us. Uh, even though they have not responded. Um, Perhaps their communications are down. Yes. Is it a common thing in this society, technology-wise, to have, like, 
auto docking procedures or is it all done by hand? No, it's done by hand, especially the very expensive ships like this. Mm-hmm. At the reckoning of that, I just kind of glare at Epo. <laughs> You take like all the rags and try to like put them underneath the ship. Epo <laughs> takes another sip of his whiskey and says, yeah. "I got this." <laughs> uh, I look for the closest docking port. All right. I would suggest we we dock with the vessel. You are flying towards it. The all of, um, me, all of me just wants to go. It's a trap. Is there <laughs> any damage that can be seen? That's a great question. <clears throat> Make an investigation roll, Augie. Damn. Uh, investigation, investigation, investigation is 16. You see no damage of any kind. As you approach, the enormity of the ship is almost overwhelming. You travel for quite some time and the ship just slowly grows larger and larger as you continue to get closer. You keep thinking, wow, this thing's big and it just continues to just slowly get bigger and bigger. It takes quite a while before you reach the docking bay with the uh, uh, port side hull, the entire hull just encompassing your whole view of your cockpit. And you continue to approach. Your craft pierces through that thin barrier of a environmental force field to allow you into the docking bay. You come through and this docking bay is massive. It could hold dozens and dozens and dozens of your size of craft inside, but there's only one other craft like in the middle of this place. Lights are on and you guys come in and normally there'd be some controller directing you where to go, but there's no one on the communications. I, I parked next to the one. Okay. That's in there. Just unnecessarily. Yeah. That's what like, kind of vessel is the other one? It is a, it's a transport ship like yours, but designed nowhere near as luxurious okay. and for multiple people as opposed to one person. Right. Does it yeah. seem like it belongs with this big base station? Uh, make an engineering roll. Oh, yeah. I don't have that on here. Mega roll. Okay. 17. 17. Uh, you're not sure. <laughs> Is there any designation <laughs> on the ship? Seems unnecessary. Uh, designation? <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. Epo, uh... you bring your ship in. You mm-hmm. start to land right next to it. I need you to make one more piloting roll, please. <laughs> the, the looks they get shot to, Augie. <laughs> I look at everyone in the cockpits and say, leave. Ooh. Okay. Please. <laughs> then he puts in a cassette tape. I need a hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way he lands. <laughs> I can't do this when you're staring at me. <laughs> I, I, it does I, not I, seem I, very helpful for a pilot. I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, good luck, man. And I give you a little inspiration. I oh. flick the hula girl on top of his uh, dash there and... <laughs> I side-eye the rodents. <laughs> All right, everyone leaves the cockpit. Do not touch my woman. <laughs> the ship comes in. So what is this little That's dot a one, mean? I believe. That's a six? No, the six a- is the... Uh, uh, the Iron Cross. No, yeah, but this on one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a one. That's a one. So three was this. <laughs> Two. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen? Piloting roll? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the, that was a one. No, it's a six. Oh, okay. 13's not bad. You land next to the ship. 
It's a little heavier of a landing than Augie would like. You're fine with it, Evo. <laughs> Uh, but you just got some bounce. All right, a little bit of, on the struts. Yeah, <laughs> a little more. You're like, than oh, necessary. I'm a little off the paint with my spot. You back it up and just scrape <laughs> just a little bit. Augie winces, <laughs> and the ship has come to a stop. You uh, power down the uh, engines, and everything is quiet. You look out the huge canopy of the bridge. Again, tons of space ahead of you. To the right, to the left, you see. Some passages here, there, no one coming out, nothing. Come, friends, let us investigate this matter. Is it lit up? Yes, very bright, actually. Huge lights that are maybe, this place is maybe 50, no, more than that. It's like 80 feet tall, um, and it's like a couple hundred yards one direction, the other direction. It's massive. And then um, Devon will say a, a quick not prayer so much as uh, maybe an affirmation type thing. Okay. Or, uh, Hug. <laughs> um, and then we'll nod to his friends and open up the the exterior door and All right. hop out. You uh, walk down your little gangway, Devin. And I said I hopped. You hop out <laughs> of the gangway, Devin. There's no gravity. <laughs> <laughs> and you are on this dock. The rest of the group is following, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. All right, it's got some gear and all that stuff ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Have my rope. <laughs> <laughs> and my 10-foot pole. <laughs> you guys are out on the dock um, floor itself. It is uh, quiet. You can hear the sound of lights above. You can hear a, a thrumming of electrical power a little bit but you don't hear any uh, engine-type noises. You hear no commotion. This place should be brimming with just tons of people coming and going and things being loaded and offloaded, and that's obviously not happening. You can see a a couple interesting spots from here. There's a large computer screen on a far wall. There's also a wide open doorway with a digital sign that reads arrivals that's ahead of you. And then to your right is a series of glass sliding doors with a digital sign that reads train. Shall we see what we can learn from the ship's computer? Let's see if we can... Colts, you see movement coming from the door that the big, huge wide doorway that says arrivals is some sort of vehicle small little uh, ground vehicle that is quickly rolling your way and kind of just doing zip left, zip right, zip left, zip right, and just coming closer and closer and closer. And you see the vehicle has a face on the front of it. Little robotic face. (laughs) And Catherine's wincing over there. (laughs) This does not compute. Uh, Somebody's coming. Thank you for using Johnny Cab. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day. And this little vehicle comes up, and it is a robot that has some uh, grabber hands. It's got this robotic (laughs) face, and it is attached to a little flatbed section with four wheels. So it's almost like a robot centaur type concept (laughs) in my mind. So it's half robot, half flatbed truck, and it comes wheeling up fast on these small (laughs) wheels. It's about, I don't know, six feet tall and comes up and comes to a little skidding halt right in front of the group. 
And the uh, little robot face says, uh, Hello, and welcome to ASC-5, Worldship or Nua. I can take your baggage now. Please let me know what items you would like to declare. Come, let's just look at the computer. And I walk away from that. All right, Devin walks past. We have no items to declare. I will take your bags. And it holds out a grabber hand towards you, Kolsch, and goes, clamp, clamp. <laughs> I shake it. All right. <laughs> it grabs onto your hand and starts to pull you into the back of the vehicle. Pets must be detained for 48 <laughs> hours before releasing within the world ship. Oh, no, no, no. We can't have this. <laughs> and uh, it and I, you and lifts you up. I start, uh, uh, if I can, I start to uh, access a remote panel to try and overcome the, the droid. Here. How are you doing a remote panel? Describe this for me. <clears throat> uh, well, I say exactly as I, as I said when it grabs onto him. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. No, 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 can't have this. And a little display pops up, and I begin furiously typing into it as I try to uh, gain a remote connection to this uh, creature. You do not have a remote connection to this creature. Oh, I don't. Is there a control panel or anything, like uh, controls on the actual... Robot? Yeah. Uh, uh, Make a perception roll. Uh, da, da, da. eight. Eight? Nope, you don't see anything. Uh, Kolsha's gonna pull out his heavy pistol. Alright. <laughs> and, uh, does not like being picked up. Alright. Very squirmy. And is going to not shoot at the thing itself, but like the joint of the arm. Alright, you are currently lifted up off the ground, and it's doing this rotation where it's lifting you up By over your and- scruff. Yeah, oh, oh my God. the scruff of your neck. That's just- <laughs> then, yeah, just I'm going gonna, to put so, you and in the- I'm gonna shoot at the arm, like it, the it, joint. Alright, but it's picked you up, and it's got you over yeah. it right oh, now. Now so scanning about, for microchip. You <laughs> you're about 10, 11 feet off the ground. Oh, Alright, make, make, make an attack. It's going to let you go in a moment. You are feral. <laughs> Neuter him, clip his ear. <laughs> now tagging. <laughs> oh, natural one. Whoa! Oh, no. You blast with a natural one. The shot instead hits, instead of a joint, it hits a reinforced section. Uh, it's using its pet detaining arm that has scratch resistant metal on it. <laughs> it hits and it bounces off and it hits Epo instead. What's the damage? Uh, um, five, five points, and Epo gives out a strange yelp and hits the ground. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, Epo. He's going to put you down in just a moment. <laughs> you are placed down into the back of the bed, and before you are let go, four walls appear and come up underneath and creates this small little box, and then those create a little barn-type top, and then all the walls have little holes on it so the animal can, can breathe. <laughs> and it is designed for like a large dog, so you bear, you're all hunkered in and you're just smushed inside this thing. With a heavy rifle. <laughs> Which isn't drawn, I just have a pistol in my hand. Oh. Yeah, and your pistol is kind of sticking out of one of the holes oh, yeah. right now, yeah. And then six fingers out of six individual different holes. Your uh, first pet has been detained, and it starts to rotate and turns towards the engineer, Augie, the rat. Uh, <laughs> it's rolling towards you. You racist! <laughs> disengage, disengage! All pets can be claimed after a 48-hour quarantine. Nivy is not pet! It reaches out for you. Uh, I try to scramble and try to get to its core programming module or... Make an acrobatics roll. 
Acrobatics. I got a 17. Oh, I think I beat you. Ba -bum, ba -ba -bum. We said acrobatics. 18. Okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Chasing. It grabs you, you, but you slink out from underneath it. You get out underneath it, and you can see there is a little panel at the uh, bottom. You can make an engineering roll. Yes, I will. Oh. Just throwing the dice at other players. Uh, an eight. <laughs> an eight. You're able to get the panel open, but it rolls away from you and is backing up regardless of safety or anything. It's concerned now there's a wild, undetained animal and is backing right towards the poor Epo who's wounded on the deck. Epo, make an acrobatics roll as you're about to be run over. <laughs> I say. <laughs> Robot, stop. Uh, acrobatic? Yes. That's 17. All right. You tumble out of the way, making another strange sound. Ah! And the vehicle rolls back, exposing you, Augie, and it runs and it reaches out again and grabs onto you with a, an eight, making an acrobatics roll. Come here, little animal. You're using the panel. Ten. <laughs> you dodge again. You scurry underneath it. Somebody grab her. Um, and uh, you can make another engineering roll. Engineering roll. Yes. And then. As. Let's see what this Jesus. has. Uh, 12. 12. You're like a little bit more grab yeah, on it. Another piece of it comes out and it rolls away from you. Devin, you had something? Yeah. Does So the panel that's come off, is there like, like a switch, specifically like an off switch to this thing that Devin can see? Nope. <clears throat> nope. You need to get under there and you need to. It's like weird master slave jumper cables on the hard drive type thing. You need to know what you're doing. Okay. Okay. It's what's rolled away nothing. from you, Augie. I'm uh, going back for the panel again. Kolshi, I don't- I'm going eep. I'm going eep shit. <laughs> <laughs> I realize there's probably not enough room, but I am like trying my best to like get some momentum and like just, uh, just angry. There's just hisses, just. <laughs> All right, make a athletics uh, disadvantaged. <laughs> um, seven. Seven. You guys just hear some unfriendly hissing <laughs> noises coming from behind. Will you guys please stop playing with the robot? Uh, Catherine, what did you want to do? I am gonna go. Up There's just chaos <laughs> everywhere. There is fur, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm gonna go, robot, robot. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, you have a bag that I need you to get. I'm just trying to distract it. Uh, you might be able to pull that off. Make a diplomacy roll. <laughs> what would that be? A persuasion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is nine. Nine. It stops nine. and it says, one moment for baggage claim. Come here. And it reaches out to grab you again, Augie. <laughs> this time. Don't you oh, have a bonus? I got a five. You got a five? I easily escape you with a 14. All right. You dive under again. You grab onto a third panel and <laughs> pop it open. Make an I almost have it. Roll. Uh, 14. No, uh, 16. 16. 16. You are able to... Not turn it off, but you're able to put it into quarter speed mode. <laughs> so now everything it does is at one quarter speed. One moment. <laughs> and it is slowly rolling back to a slowly explosion. I am I'm frantically doing the, the Star Trek pulling out all the chips kind of thing that's okay. all it's programming. 
Can I try to grab something and shove it in like between the, like where the there's two sets of uh, wheels and like shove it in the middle so that I can't keep going somewhere? Trying to high center like, really, it. Like long pole or something. Um, you you see a piece of metal that's not too far away, but it is attached to the ground. Make an athletics roll to rip it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Colch, you can make another roll to get out. Sixteen. I rolled a 17 and have a negative. Catherine, you go over there and with one hand, you rip out some piping and there's some very expensive crystal clear blue fluid that smells very jet fuel A mm. type quality. I'm sure it's not important. Right. Uh, and you come running over the robot and now there's like this mini geyser of fuel that's spraying out into the dock area. Before you can a- attack the robot, Kolsch, what did you want to do? Get free? You told me I could make another roll. I was wondering if it was a disadvantage. Oh, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Oh, wow. yeah, good times. An eight. An eight. You are getting absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody on a computer monitor somewhere. Dude, dude, let me control it now. I'll do the voice. <laughs> uh, Catherine, you come running up and come stabbing at this thing, trying to wedge this bar between the wheels right where Augie is laying. Yeah. Uh, make a, an, a melee attack roll. Turn you off, you racist machine! Bring him over. Oh no. <laughs> Two minus one is one. All right. <laughs> uh, and instead, <laughs> you get it wedged in, but it doesn't stop the wheels at all. And instead, it starts to pin Augie around the throat. Mm. And now you're kind of caught in being dragged uh, by this robot. Augie, do you want to deal with your dragging situation or do you want to try to stop this thing? I will try to stop this. Make thing. an engineering roll. An engineering roll. Oh, that is a nine. Nine. Nine! <laughs> You take one point of embarrassment choking damage. <laughs> what else would you guys like to do? Ipo, you've been rolling around eyeing a lot. <laughs> Ipo pulls out his light pistol and face, aims for the face of this robot. Fire away. Um, does this count with deft, uh, what do I have? Deft strike. Deft strike, since the, I do have allies around him. <laughs> yes. We're all defeated by a customs robot. <laughs> this was not a major battle scenario I had created, by the way. One of our guys is half dead. <laughs> all right. So that's a uh, oh, 20, to non-natural 20 in to hit. Uh-huh. And that is seven, 13 damage. Epo stands up and he's all yours, Epo. Describe this. <laughs> Epo stands up. He's holding his abdomen or wherever it is. Uh, nah, it's thigh. He's Where is your his... abdomen? <laughs> <laughs> he's holding his thorax. And um, he stands up and he just like, just in one smooth motion, pulls the pistol out of his side belt, face, uh, aims it towards the face of the robot and fires. And then just puts his pistol back in his holster and... Face explodes, there's sparks. And now it's Thomas the train with a bullet hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh Augie, you are you've been stopped from being choked and you're kinda of looking at Catherine like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Get me out of here! <laughs> everyone forgot about the cat in the bag. I, yeah, Augie tries to uh, computer try to figure something out. Of this they point. leave you behind. <laughs> It'll just be a couple of days. It's fine. Augie, Augie tries to do the reset to make the 
box container disappeared. You are able to do so. You saw you saw a, a little switch was, on there. It was the last chip to pull out. <laughs> oh, the walls around your little containment thing in the back of his flatbed slide back down inside it, and you are free. <laughs> Just like it, don't realize don't realize for a minute that I'm free, and like thrash around and then. See everybody looking at me. And you just get pissed off, you run away, you run up the gangplank and peek your head back out the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes go really wide. (laughs) Takes a while for them to calm you down with some snacks. (laughs) Scratches. All right. Pieces of robot lying around. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm I'm scanning around to see if we are being accosted by any more off in the distance. You look around. There are no robots. There is no crowd. There is no one who has come to investigate. Devin goes over to the computer. Okay. It's a bit of a walk. You walk across the dock. I've been heading that way. (laughs) Let them play with the robot. (laughs) You are heading over towards the large computer on the side of the wall. You are there. Uh, See if I can just access it first. Like, you know, if a yeah, you press a button and it uh, comes up and it is a map. You know, that's all it does is Excellent. show a map. Um, I will look for like a bridge, control center. You see such a thing and it is located on sector one, it reads. And it shows sectors one to two at 100% power. It also says sectors three through 49 are in power down mode. Hold on. And sector one, sector one two, to two are at 100% seven, power. Sectors three through 49 are in power down mode. And sector 50 is at 100% power. And what is in sector 50? Uh, engineering. And sector one, I assume, is bridge. Yes. And what is sector two? Uh, sector two is, uh, it just says Wind River. You heard me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it says Wind River. And where is sectors 1, 2, and 50? Those are roughly the length of the ship. So why 1 and 2 are probably in the front. Front, yep. In the back. Uh-huh. All right, you guys are all gathered I, uh, around. Uh, wait until we get all the way there, and then I, uh, Kolsch turns to Ipo and says, Did you lock the ship? You remember your keys? Yes. And then you hear, boop, boop. <laughs> so I, you see Epo fiddling yeah. outside of his pants pocket. <laughs> so I have been looking at the computer, and it is a map. Uh, it appears that sectors one, the bridge, and number two, whatever the hell wind river is, are 100% powered, as well as sector 50 of engineering. And the other uh, 47 sectors are shut down. We're in power down mode. In what sector are we right now? 32. We are in 32. Ducking area. Well, it sounds like we're a little bit closer to 50. So do we want to head that direction? It, uh... Perhaps. Yes. Assu- assuming they're all next to each other in chronological, numerological they, order. They do appear to be, yes. According Numerical. to the map. 
I guess that's the word. We should find somebody. Explain to them why we destroyed their property. Yes, I don't know why you wanted to do that. (laughs) Nobody picks up six fingers. You shouldn't have touched the robot, but... It did not want to shake your hand. Where, where, is there a elevator gangplank loading or is it just the train? There's a train uh-huh. and then there's a large doorway that says arrivals on it. Do we want to take the train? Beep, beep. I go on the train and <laughs> Augie just runs. Augie runs over there. Augie, you are next to a train and you see uh, two bits of information. It reads on a digital sign next to it, reads train to deck 16 through 50. And then it also says train arriving in two minutes. We have company coming if we want to wait. Or it could be another uh, customs bot. <laughs> Let us wait for the two minutes for the train, I believe. Everyone? We all pull, pull out no. our cell phones and we just like send <laughs> email. Nobody paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> we okay. are arrivals. It, it, it is likely automated, but uh, I think it would be worth waiting to find out. Anybody have, like, a, a little bit of healing they can do, or should I bust out a healing potion? Uh, Augie comes charging at you. <laughs> You're going to take some damage. <laughs> you you stick me in the bullet wound. This might hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh, with some aptitude. Actually, with, like, kind of a, a flit of his finger... Uh, some wispy, silvery dust starts flying your way, and it adheres to you quickly, but is also absorbed just as quickly in your skin. Okay. Uh, you can heal D4. You heal him. You roll it. You don't get to make those rolls often. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't get to make okay. Yeah. Heal me. Four. Four points of damage. I'll take it. That's a lot for him. It is. All right. You are healed by this, some strange material, you said? Yes. Where does this material come from? I didn't get that part. It's 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 like uh, an odorizer from a bathroom. It spritz out. <laughs> and from where? From my wrist. From I just okay. kind of <laughs> you're like your right nostril. I don't know where it was coming from. All right, from your wrist. Got it. Smell this, and he puts his wrist up to your face. You'll 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 thank me later. You. What the hell? <clears throat> All right, uh, you guys are sitting there, and time is ticking by. It says train arrival in sixty seconds. Uh, is there a way to access uh, some sort of viewer to see what might actually be on the train? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, any way to find uh, surveillance that might be in the tunnel itself while the train is coming? You want to surveil the tunnel the train will be zipping through? The concept is to be able to see inside the approaching oh, train. No, it's going way too fast. Okay. All right, it's come. It's got 30 seconds, ETA. Just like watching the seconds go down. You guys doing anything? You're just standing there? Uh, I'll find a more advantageous spot to cover whatever is coming out of that thing. All right. You see Augie taking cover yeah. somewhere. Devin so, is standing cool. there, arms arms folded in his sleeves. Just, just standing by the door. Yeah. yeah he right. was just chilling too. Kolsch sees Augie take cover and he's like, 
wide-eyed, so he takes cover. All right. Like, Shit, what's happening? I don't know if it's, it could be another customs bot. I'm not taking chances. The two animals are very wary. Got a, away. I've got a pistol in one hand, a grenade in the other. Check this, you bastard. That robot will never take me alive. So the cat and the rat are in opposite corners hiding behind. Oh, sounds Dr. Seussian. Yeah. <laughs> Cat of the rat. And it says 10 seconds, ETA. Nine, eight. You can hear some cool sound off in the distance of the arriving vehicle uh, rushing through. You can feel through the doors, these cool uh, plasticky clear glass door things. You can feel in the seams a little bit of air that it's pushing through is seeping through and starting to hit you. It's coming fast. And then three... Two, and then this train starts zipping in and then slowing down and going past your vision and slowing down and slowing down and slowing down and then it stops. There are about 10 doors and you guys are all standing in front of one. The three of you are standing in front of one and all 10 doors hiss as they open up. And you see nothing but a well-lit immaculate tram inside. Can we see the whole length of the tram or you just can the one section? Nah, just your one section. So Devin will start trotting in one direction, kind of looking in each section to see if there's anything in it. Kolsch, you can see as Devin is getting kind of heading towards your side of cover, he is two trams away from a person who is exiting, just about to exit the tram. You see a human woman who's very cautiously about to poke her head out. She's got a pistol drawn and is uh, looking your direction and you don't think she's going to see you. And then Devin's two cars just about to uh, about, uh, hit her. Devin, slow down. There's somebody up ahead. I will stop. You stop. You see a gun from your view of the, the barrel of a gun about 20 feet away appear and then a hand and then a head. And this lady looks and then turns and looks in your direction. Devin's just calmly standing there. And then once she turns and sees it, greetings. She points the pistol at you and steps out and has the pistol pointed right at you. Don't move. I am not moving. I am Devin Page of the Prophets. And she looks beyond and can see only your two other friends. And these are my companions, Catherine and Ipo. And I walk up behind Devin, flank him. And we mean no harm to you or this vessel. She looks nervous. She is dressed in no armor. She is dressed in very plain clothes. And I don't mean plain clothes. I mean like very plain um, cottony whites and off whites and slightly beige type colors. We would like to be able to assist you in any way that we may. Um, It does seem like your vessel is uh, having some issues. Who are you with again? We're here with the prophets. It sounds like, it seems like you're having some troubles here and we were asked to come take a look. Where where is everybody? Why is there so many sections of this area with the power off? Well, the power is uh, being conserved. I I need to see some identification. We were expecting you. I I just need to, just need to prove it. Does she say we were or weren't? We were. Okay. And she lowers her weapon. Very well. She's completely oblivious to the cat with a high-powered mm-hmm. rifle 30 feet away pointed at her. Yeah. 
got a red dot. Not uh, and Devin will produce his ID card that has his profits ID. This says Captain Funky Funk's Pleasure Barge. What? Please step aboard. As he just shakes his hips. We are here to rescue we you are to- from a life of doldrum. <laughs> The one you had was a male. <laughs> she says, "Oh, this is this is this is legitimate. Uh, uh, welcome aboard. Welcome." And what is your name, please? I am uh, Guide Claire. And sorry about this. And she holds her pistol and uh, puts it in a waistband. She doesn't even have a holster for it. Of course, Guide Claire. We understand your hesitance. Yeah, you especially understand your hesitancy because. Where is everybody? What We don't know what we're walking into. We've gotten very little information. Why did you call us here? What? How can we help? I don't have all that information, but uh, um, Michael has told us that you would hopefully be coming. And I was told to come here that we, one of us sensed your arrival. Guide Claire, are you a member of the Strigans? I am. Excellent. Why were you holding a gun? Has something bad been happening? There have, we have to take certain precautions, but uh, I would say that I'm now much more safe with you here. You are, Guide Claire. I do not want to alarm you, but we have two additional friends who will be stepping out now. They. Uh, but we were concerned as well. We did not know what would be showing up in the tram. Well, as long as it's just the four of you, everything's fine. Well, <laughs> it, it actually got me thinking, though, that uh, 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 a red dot laser beam uh-huh. for the for oh, the no. cat's <laughs> rifle. Cold He's probably going. aiming it. Yeah. Right I know. To get at it. Puts it down and tries to chase it. <laughs> Oh, there's more. Oh, oh. Uh, Kosh, will you set, step out, please? I do, but visibly weapon. My weapon's still drawn. The I fake plant. At it. All right. The fake plant marches out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rifle aims through the leaves. Is there a sixth, the seventh? How many did you bring? Uh, this is all we need. I count as two. We can help uh, with the number we have. Uh, well, uh, come. No more will be necessary. I am to take you to Master Shanir. And did you say Michael? Yes. And he is a guide as well? No, that is Master Shanir. Uh, Master Michael Shanir? Yes, it really does not sound as cool <laughs> when, you, when you put it that way. <laughs> you are the one that named him it? Fifth Dragon Master <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound a little better. <clears throat> she steps in and motions for you to uh, come into the train. Step in. All right. Go in. Everyone climbs aboard. Augie, you're looking reluctant. A little reluctant. Yeah, we're just going along with it. Uh, Augie's just kind of uh, checking more to the back of the train there to see if anything's down the tunnel that he's not seeing. All right, you look uh, both ways down the tr- uh, the train. You don't see anyone else on board. Uh, she goes to a terminal and closes the doors. Does 
Devin know like protocol here? Does he need to call her guide Claire? Can he just call her Claire? Should he call her guide if Ooh. he's being familiar with her? Make a lore or persuasion roll your cha- your choice for knowledge of this. Uh, uh, we'll do lore. That would be a 17. Uh, guide Claire would uh, be better, uh-huh. although Claire would um, show more, uh, more of an intimate relationship. Depends on how you want to approach it. Um, Guide Claire is Master Chenier, whose presence I felt uh, upon the ship, uh, divining our intentions. Uh, no, he has uh, not that focus. And who was it then that was divining our intent? My names, now I'm just really, really <laughs> wishing I hadn't made these names. The name, Ugg. The name, I'm just a terrible game at The name is Guide Amber. It's just so terrible. Oh so my the God. Skipper Guide Amber. <laughs> Guide Cinnamon. <laughs> I'm Guide Flower. <laughs> uh, my, my friend Amber has an ability to uh, keep our presence uh, out of the minds of others. It was, yes, we noticed. It was very challenging to find your uh, vessel. She presses the number 16 on the tram control and it slowly takes off and gathers speed, 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 and it is off. You can sense that it is going crazy fast and it's got some cool anti-grav inertial dampener effects so that you're not like just violently destroyed in your body as it's whipping around. And you're going through this tunnel, through this tunnel, and then zoom, you're past a whole, like a little concourse type thing of uh, poorly darkly lit uh, looks like office type things with maybe a cafeteria that's completely, almost completely darkened with emergency lighting on it and past some more offices and another dark tunnel and you zip by. And then that tunnel, as you go uh, racing through, completely opens up into a wide, huge expanse of a residential area of huge buildings and apartment type things that are six, seven, eight stories tall. And there are dozens and dozens of them and it's all powered down. It's dark out and you just have this brightly lit train that's zipping through the darkness of this huge residential sector. Um, Guide Claire, you know how many of us there are. How many of you should we expect? Uh, we number 48. Uh, this residential like neighborhood, does it look like it has previously been lived in or is it just... Uh, that is actually challenging to see. Uh, make an investigation roll. It's dark and you're moving fast. Mm. Uh, natural 20? With cat-like <laughs> eyes, cat, literal cat eyes, you can see this has not been lived in. It looks like there, uh, it is a, uh, location that has never been used before. There are a, a few, maybe 10, 15% of the structures that you're going by still have some under construction type stuff, but even that doesn't look uh, new or being worked on in any way. And it just looks like an amazingly well-developed community that no one has ever stepped foot in. Good, Claire, what was this, what was this ship built for? What's your purpose? 
Our purpose is to live our lives as we see it, as we choose, so we may uh, find our paths more easily. Why do you have a ship this large for 48 souls? That would be under uh, Master Chenier's plan. We're now using last names. That's what we've decided. (laughs) (laughs) You would need to speak with him. It was his, it was his, it was the master's master plan all along. (laughs) Uh, Guy Claire, what is your special ability or is that too forward of a question? Uh, My special ability has dealt a lot with uh, logistics and planning, which has been put to the extreme. I have had to take a second path of defending our uh, assets and security as needed, and thankfully that does not come up much at all. I am sure your sacrifice... um has been appreciated by your by your companions. Make a persuasion roll with advantage. <clears throat> she looks at you with a big smile, Devin. Oh, kiss. Uh, an 18. An 18. She gives you a big smile and a nod, and she is very appreciative about it. Thank you, and may your pass always be clear. Thank you. And the train zips on along. How long did it take you to, <laughs> how long did it take you to get here? Uh, a few weeks. Well, the message was sent some time ago. We weren't sure anyone was going to come, and I'm sure you were very busy. The uh, this was we were contacted by Master Shanir. No, hold on. Hold on. That that might be the, true. Uh, That's not the name I'm looking for. Uh, Alliance Minister of Education. Education. Yes, the uh, Minister of <laughs> Education had taken a personal interest in this oh. and had reached out to the prophets, and that is uh, why we are here now. We were they on have last sent mission. their best team. Yeah, we were on our last mission, and the moment we got off our ship, they asked us to come here and help you. Oh, the one in the park. I've seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> They're only on Live Leak. Um, <laughs> no, she says, uh, she actually touches her ear and says, yes, I have the prophets. They are on the, tr- the train and will be there as soon as they can. I is understand. That cinnamon? <laughs> the train is zipping yeah, towards its, Diamond. Desti- <laughs> its destination, which is sector 16, and it comes to a halt. And this is a, an elevated track that is maybe 20, 30 feet up. And there's a small little platform to stop. And uh, around you is tons and tons of park-type areas with big bushy trees and tall pine-type trees as far as you can see. And she says, uh, this is as far as I can go. I am needed elsewhere. You will need to cross this uh, sector and board the second train and head to sector two. Before you go, are there any other helpful robots we should be aware of? Uh, no, most of the robots have been uh, shut down. All right, good. Your customs robot um, may need some repair. Uh, let us go. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, so uh, head towards 
Sector 2 and uh, Walker Thomas is there to uh, meet you. Walker Thomas? Indeed. It has been a pleasure to meet you, Guide Claire. I do hope we see each other again. Indeed. And she uh, presses uh, 49 and the tram disappears and you guys are left in a very poorly lit uh, arboreal forest on a train platform with some stairs that go down. And there's another map display thing here. Uh, You can see there's a few distant lights and there's some slim, a dim uh, emergency lighting that you can see on some paths that mark this park every so often. And this is again, huge, as far as you can see. People walks up to the map and looks around and points and says, we are here. (laughs) (laughs) The map says sector 16, Crescent Valley. And it also, does it say anything else? Yes. It says, uh, Sector Crescent Valley inhabited uh, by one individual, Guide Thompson. I thought she said Thomas. No, this is a different one. She said Walker Thomas. Guide Thompson? Yes. And there's uh, a map and a large uh, icon and uh, a green dot on that. What was the name? Oh, Crescent Valley. Would the green dot be the location or the person? Uh, make a some sort of computer's roll. Do we have computers? Yeah. Make a computer roll. <clears throat> uh, 14. Uh, you believe the green dot is the individual? And it's, uh, yeah, it's the individual with that rule. It says, uh, Guy Thompson logged on, and it has the green dot. And then around it, it says, um, uh, a hospital. Oh. I, while <clears throat> we have been greeted kindly so far, I keep your eyes open. Let's see. Well, yes, we need to keep our eyes open to move about without tripping. Be suspicious, Epo. Can I do just a perception check to see if there's anything weird going on? Anything that I would not expect to be happening? Nothing right now. But uh, let us maybe move forward onto the next screen. You guys head down the stairs. Who's first? Uh, uh, Kolsh. Kolsh is first. Who's bringing up the rear? Epo. Epo. I don't care about the middle. All right. (laughs) Kulsh, you uh, head down these stairs, you've arrived at the bottom, and you see there are several, maybe five, cool golf carts type things that are down here. Each can fit four people. (laughs) And there's five of them? Yeah, there are five of them, and each are currently plugged into the wall, and they all have green lights uh, next to the charging. Does anyone feel like racing? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 20 credits. <laughs> I'll raise you 30. <laughs> Knifey dicey in space. Go-karts. What do you want to do? Epo's already unplugged one. And <laughs> He's Catherine has two. All right. Epo's first. Catherine's following, saying, wait, wait, wait. Kolsch is... Uh, right behind, yeah, but you got delayed because the cable was kind of enticing oh, when you oh. unplugged it. <laughs> <laughs> and Augie and Devin kind of look at each other as the three of three of them take off. We will win. <laughs> uh, I need Kolsch, Catherine, and Epo to make uh, a vehicles roll. 
Devin will hop in with uh, uh, Augie, I guess. I have vehicles proficiency, but it doesn't say what I get on my... It would be dex plus your proficiency. Amazeballs. 18. Woo! Kulsh is racing off. He is cutting corners. He's not sticking to the the slightly lit pass, and he's going between blackened trees in the darkness and taking the lead, I believe. 17. Right behind him is Catherine and Epo. So Epo's driving along, <laughs> and anytime he sees an intersection, he rolls to a stop and it's both ways. <laughs> And then he goes along again. He follows the rules. <laughs> We've all agreed to these driving regulations, so we will follow them. I am, like, <laughs> I am taking my cart and I'm like bumping into the back of Kolsch, oh. like gladiator style. All right, um, Kolsch, you need to make a uh, driving roll with disadvantage, please. Oh, <laughs> oh my bumped. God, you're going to kill him. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Uh, you go flying into a bush, leaves and crap and branches go flying everywhere. Catherine takes the lead and <laughs> we will give <laughs> and Devin and uh, Augie, you guys went in your own, you went in your own vehicles. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, I would have jumped in with you. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both in one. All right, Augie, make a uh, driving roll. Dexterity modifier if you don't have this. Uh, an 11. Okay. And this one is not charged. Slowly passing Epo by comes Hoggy. <laughs> and you guys were way behind there. I like, he, he stopped. He's angrily waiting for a pedestrian to cross. <laughs> You're behind him honking. Come on, this is a race. God. Guy Thompson is <laughs> in the crosswalk. And uh, Catherine, you are racing around and you're not quite sure where to go is what you soon realize. <laughs> you guys were in such a hurry to get out. You don't have a destination or a goalpost. Yep, yep. Yeah. Catherine and Jillian were not paying attention. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? You're going fast, but you don't know where. I'm going to start doing donuts. Okay. You do some donuts. You're doing some circles. You're looking cool. And then flying out from the bush like a feline predator in an electric go-kart comes flying Kolsch in his. Uh, do you have a plan of attack, Kolsch? Oh, yeah, I'm going to just, if she's just sitting there spinning, I'm going to blow right past her. All right. You suck a gingy. <laughs> you, wow. you split her donut, go racing off, and you're heading towards the only light you can see uh, and have the lead. After some time, you come to a stop and are waiting for the rest. This is as good of a win as any, and you are next oh, to yeah. this, this hospital building. Okay. Uh, there are some lights on inside, but again, it's relatively powered down and quiet. You hope everyone else takes your lead, and they do. Catherine's there, and she annoys you with donuts around you over and over again. <laughs> uh, then you see Augie comes zipping around a corner and drives by. You honk, and he goes around the whole building and comes back again and parks. <laughs> you guys chat. You guys kind of figure out where to go and what to do. And then very slowly and carefully, Epo, <laughs> the pilot of the group with combat flying experience, slowly comes in. Like a perfect parallel park. Uh -huh. <laughs> Like 6.2. Checks all my mirrors. All right, then now you guys are going to proceed with caution, I assume. Yes. All right. There's one guy at the third floor of the hospital who's just looking down at you guys. Take off. It's all electric golf carts. It's not like really loud, screeching engines. No, no, they're all just. Just. Yeah, there's a. He's not used to hearing it. Suck it, Ginger, outside his window. 
They're all making sounds. <laughs> 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 yes. I was definitely doing that. <laughs> My electric Sa- golf cart has a shifter. Epo <laughs> just went in reverse the whole way. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> uh, you guys, after some time, arrive at the other side of this sector where you go up some stairs to another tram. There is a train waiting. Tram, a uh, train station. Uh, you can board this train and you head to sector two, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You guys head to sector two and the tram speeds off. The train goes through sector after sector after sector. You see a huge recreational sector that has an amusement park with Ferris wheel type things and cool futuristic hover type things, but all of it's shut down. Half of it's not there or was under construction and never completed and then complete, almost completely blacked out except for emergency lighting. Your uh, train goes through an agricultural area where you can see there are some plants that are being grown. There are some automated robots that have some clamper type claws, tanks on the back and a face in the middle and Colts just growls whenever you yeah. see them. <laughs> and by the way, for dealing with that situation, uh, Colts, you can earn a DM inspiration die. Aw. Do you already have a DM inspiration die? Yes, sir. Then you are maxed, so oh, darn. <laughs> and the train heads towards sector two. It takes a while to get there, but the fast train comes to a stop and it says uh, Wind River and you have come to a stop at the bottom of the section and this is a huge residential area that is lit up you can see there are lots of buildings uh big apartment type things nice homes and again tons and tons of them you could easily put a thousand people in this sector alone and there is a guy waiting for you he is a young man and he says hey it's profits. Look, this is great. Is he like a blocky sort of shape? No, <laughs> he is not. Hmm. Uh, greetings. I am Devin Page of the Prophets, and you are? I'm uh, Walker Thomas. You can call me Jeffrey, though. That is weird, but okay. <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh. Are you also Guide Jeffrey, or? No, I'm I'm Walker. Walker Thomas. Oh, another you title. walk. Uh, all right. Uh, great to meet you, Jeffrey. Yes, you clear paths to you all. I just said clear paths to profits. This is great. We're excited to see you too, Jeffrey. Wow. Here, come this way. They keep calling him Jeffrey. That is what he wanted to be called. Oh. I'm assuming it's Walker Jeffrey Thomas. Yes? Yep. <laughs> uh, so where are you bringing us? Uh, uh, the, uh, 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 Master Chenier, uh wants to see you in a couple hours. He's uh, it's extended an invitation to dinner. Uh, I'm going to take you to some quarters for you guys to uh, uh, get refreshed or something, whatever he said. So, uh, and then I'll come get you in a couple hours. Absolutely. Why is this area called Wind River? Uh, that was the name that was on the sign when we got here. Where, where did you come from again? Uh... Well, we we moved here a couple years ago. Hmm. It's been pretty nice. It's not my ideal situation. What's your ideal situation? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to see some some exotic places, you know, like Stripper some poles. No, I'm talking like like an ocean world. That sounds cool. I bet you guys see all the cool places. 
We see some pretty cool places, it's true. Like what? What's the coolest place you've ever been to? Like the coolest. We were just at this child's birthday party. It had a jumpy house. There was cake. Oh yeah, I saw the videos of that. <laughs> <laughs> Vid screens are like, have you seen this boy? Yes. <laughs> you know you have warrants for your own arrest. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, we profits are um, baffled. There's there are like the ocean uh, places are pretty cool, but like the coolest places are like the lava tube places. Whoa. Like half of them are lava, and the other half is like tubes. You can go sliding through them. It's like a natural amusement park. He waves to some lady who's uh, doing some sort of garment repair on some cool little sewing machine type thing, and she's some distance away. He just waves and he points. Profits, profits. And who is that, Jeffrey? Uh, that's a friend of mine, Lisa. Lisa, is she a guide, a worker, a master? Uh, she's a guide. Guide Lisa? Yes. And Jeffrey, what's what's your path here? Uh, my path is uh, engineering. That's really important. I bet you it is. <laughs> Have you met this prophet here, Augie? He's our engineer. He He's is very gl- good. glaring at you briefly, Catherine. At your last sentence that you said. What's that? Augie? Uh, 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 Augie, uh, can I do an insight check? No. <laughs> what What was your last set? I don't know. <laughs> uh, something about I'm sure you're really amazing at it. And Can Devin get a read on that? I uh, know. You are oblivious to all things. <laughs> with, with, with human reactions and emotions, they're completely <laughs> foreign and alien to you. Uh, but you, you might have some things in common with Augie here. Hello. Oh, no, we're we're all human. Augie's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the hell? This place is a little racist, I'm sorry. A little. Uh, <laughs> I see this, and Kolsch uh, wants to have a little fun, so he goes up to, uh, uh, no. to, to uh, Walker, Walker Thomas. Jeffrey. Puts my arm around him. All right. How long, how long have you been here, Whoa. Walker Thomas? Uh, three years? Well, two years, uh, ten months, and three weeks, and about five, five and a half days. Where were you before that, buddy? I was working on a farm, uh, and uh, I wasn't doing so much of the farming. I was originally uh, focused a lot on, on music. Uh, but you got a pretty big grip there. Am I just yeah, loosening well, I it up? T- I pull him in a little tighter. <laughs> yeah, so, so you like music, huh? Yeah. What uh, what you, what's your instrument of choice? Uh, I I, I it's kind of a, a keyboard type thing where you 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 press on buttons and they make your here's your place right here. Yeah. And he points at the next building you come across. <laughs> it's a three story house. None of the lights are on. It looks like no one has ever been in this building before. Uh, it even has some plastic wrap on some of the ornaments that are outside. It looks very nice. Um, more room than you've had in your ship for a long time, even though your ship is spacious. He says, all right, so it's all yours. And just get your arm. And then he slinks out from underneath your arm. And now I'll show the, the four of you your places down here and takes you down towards another series of houses. But why do not we just all stay in the same place? Well, I've got a, a place for each of you. 
That's unnecessary. Kolsch and I have been bunking together for a while. Yes, I think we will all stay in the same place. Well, why? I've got like, I've got like 20 empty houses within like three minutes of here. We are strangers in a strange land, my friend. We must stay together. The prophets have to always stay together. It's part of our... I'll go. <laughs> All right, I'll... Devin just closes his eyes, tries to give himself Epo like, just, a patient just look. puts his hand on Augie's shoulder and brings him back in. <sighs> All right, one, one house then. The soothing touch of the specialist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a <masseuse>. I, <laughs> I specialize in touching rats. Uh, there's no key, so just uh, go in and, and everything should work. Uh. And will somebody come to get us, Jeffrey? Yes. Who's going to come get us? Uh, hopefully me. Yeah? Yeah. Where, what are you going to do for the next few hours? I've got to uh, get any supplies you guys need. What do you need? Some yeah. snacks, some refreshments. Uh, yeah, snacks. I was thinking some grenades. <laughs> <laughs> we call those snacks. <laughs> yeah, I can get you some refreshments. Yeah, uh, Augie puts out a little list of uh, various technical tidbits that uh, nine millimeter tactical <laughs> sighting. What you see is what we've got. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bunch of just um, electronics parts so that I can tinker away through the hours. Uh. People says, Jeffrey, Walker, Walker Jeffrey. Yeah. Is there anyone here who's focused on uh, things like cleaning and buffing and blemish <laughs> removal? What? Light auto potty repair. <laughs> uh, well, if it's repair work, that's, that's my focus. Would you be interested in helping out the profits with How? your focus? Yeah. Our ship could use a little bit of attention. It's damaged? I, I just, no, no. Just some I, nicks and scratches. Just, just sign this paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> You're subletting the ship. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I'm all over that. Excellent. It's in docking bay 32, I believe. Yes, 32. Yeah, yeah. Well, is it on the, the, the port or starboard? Because that's like a day apart, and I need to plan ahead. <laughs> a week's worth of rations. To <laughs> yeah, I can take care of that. Starboard, little man. Okay, great. I thought it was port. Well, Which is it? <laughs> starboard. It's it's the one with, where the other ship is parked. Oh, okay, yeah. We've only got the one. Okay. Which way is north? <laughs> and he heads off. You guys enter this place. Little lights come on. Uh, it's a, a very bland, Spartan place. It's got some basic furniture in there, but it is Devin goes straight for the shower, so the water's still hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After 30 minutes, uh, Jeffrey returns, and he has some really nice formal wear for each of you guys. So I've got some nice dinner clothes in case you want to uh, look nice for your dinner with uh, Master Chenier. And that'll be about uh, an hour and a half from now. That is so, so nice of you. Jeffrey, what's it like living here? Was this your, your plan? Have you always been part of this organization? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been a striking all my life, but uh, make a persuasion rule. Augie is dismantling a lot of the control panels in the, uh, <laughs> the building. 22. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was all fixed. I'll, I'll, have, I'll take a look at it <laughs> later on once you're done. 
And he turns back to Catherine. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say this is this is my 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 pick of where I'd want to be. I was kind of I had a I had a path I was following, and mm-hmm. uh, we just got uprooted, and now we're now we're here. I mean, doing what you guys do—that's kind of crazy. Getting to see other worlds, doing that kind of stuff. You both trying on a sarong. <laughs> And it sounds like you're having some engineer issues, right? No. What well, problems? Yeah, you're you need me to go look at your ship. Yeah, it would Those it would two be... guys are trying to get you to clean our ship. Then just just repair a couple of external buffs. Yeah, I can do that. I can I can do that really well. Thank you. There's cleaning supplies in the big bedroom. <laughs> Walker, Jeffrey, I'm sure that uh, you are a young man and uh, your path is not yet set. Um, You may still find yourself exploring these places that you wish. Do not, do not fear yet. And he says, okay, well, uh, all right, I'll be back in a bit. And he walks away, kind of just kind of looking at the ground, confused. He's not sure. Confused about his own life right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And time goes by. What do you guys want to do? Anything interesting? Or otherwise, I'll speed up time. Uh, well, uh, Augie would like to try to access the main computer or some subset of it. Okay. To gain access to communications back and forth in the ship. I'll make a computer's roll. Um, um, hey, that's awesome. Uh, six. Six. You have gained complete access to all communications within this house. Fantastic. I listen intently. <laughs> Just it's like shower It's like sounds. Big Brother. <laughs> I'm going to insist that Kolsch put on one of these formal outfits. Oh, yeah. All I'm right. just going to like make sure he gets it on. I'm just like, Kolsch, it's really important. We've got to really, you know, give him a really good impression. How do these formal outfits yeah. look? Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a party box of costumes that are all tuxedo and dress based, and you guys can mix and match as you yeah. want. Devin's, <laughs> Devin's going as is. Okay. Ebo walks into whatever room uh, Catherine and Kolsch are in and says, uh, Does this show, much, show too much of my back? And. In the sarong that he has wrapped around himself. Yes! <laughs> that looks perfect. Very good. And uh, Augie, how are you dressed? Uh, he's, he, he's preening uh, quite a bit as he just goes through just... Uh, furiously? Pre- yeah, preening furiously. <laughs> uh, I imagine he puts on something akin to what looks like a white life preserver style. <laughs> it's just... It's, it's wrapped around Zepta. He's got his lower it body. It says pull tab out. here or blow yes, manually yeah. to inflate. <laughs> Emergency use only. And I'd leave the little flasher like... <laughs> I have it playing some house music. <laughs> just... Um, but yeah. So. All right, there is a buzz at the door an hour and a half later, and you open it, and Jeffrey is there, and he sees this odd macabre <laughs> costume scene. There's a pause, and he says, "You guys are awesome." <laughs> <laughs> All right, right this way. Uh, and you walk out. There's a small 
or for them, a large crowd of five people that are kind of gathered that have come out of their houses to watch the prophets who are on board as they make their way to this dinner. Uh, and you've got... <laughs> <laughs> Devin, who's ignoring all customs. You've got Augie in this emergency flashing vest. You've got Kolsch in some cat suit oh, thing with good. a bow tie. Like, yeah. uh, Catherine, nice. what were you wearing? I was going to wear one of like the gowns they provided. All right. Yeah. Uh, it, humming. Dun, 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 No? Okay. No. Oh, I got it, yeah. Um, and, then, and then you've got the strong wearing eagle. You... Uh, <laughs> are taken after a long walk into a nice, luxurious house that has been gutted of a lot of its luxury. So the design of it's open and looks cool with nice architecture, but the furniture inside is very plain. Uh, and as you enter, you can smell some great smelling um, cooked uh, meats and uh, you enter a large room and there's a big table there, wood table that looks very natural with wooden chairs. And at the opposite side is a middle-aged guy with uh, a beige shirt, thin beige cotton shirt, a thin beige pair of pants with no belt, and a slightly more beige robe that's over the top of it. <laughs> He's got a well-kept beard. Uh, almost like an Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of look, young Obi-Wan Kenobi look to him. That is also beige. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's dressed like Devin, kind of. That we're, like, extremely overdressed. Yeah. <laughs> Devin is not. Ego <laughs> like, is extremely underdressed. <laughs> and he's, he stands up and he says, uh, a clear paths to you, prophets. Clear paths. And to you, Master Shinir. He has a big swarm smile and he's handsome and comes striding over with his robe flowing and extends out uh, a, a flat palm pointed down towards the ground on an extended arm towards you, Devin. Uh, You're not sure of the custom. Can I get a lower roll? No, you cannot. This is deep striking social custom. What it do you involves do with your tongue. Hand? <laughs> he holds it out. He's waiting. He's looking you dead in the eyes. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go in underneath and go. Doo -doo. <laughs> you are a master at it. <laughs> well played. Guard, stand down. He hands you his robes. Um, I then will, I guess, palm up underneath his hand. All right. Uh, he grabs it and squeezes it and rotates it around. Uh, you may now attempt a lore roll. Okay. <laughs> Can you do like a little spin under his arm? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my DM inspiration. All right. Yep. Woo. Uh, 14, 16, 21. All right. And you do the cool wrist turning thing. Fingers flip twice and then you touch your ear type motion. And he uh, nods and says. And who are you and your friends? I am Devin Page. He looks back. Augie and Augie and Kulsh are trying to mimic exactly <laughs> what they're doing. This is uh, Augie, uh, our engineer. Hello. This is Kulsh, uh, our a brave warrior of the um, uh, cat-like people that he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Vama. laughs> 
This is Catherine. Uh, she is a ambassador, and this is Ipo, our um, specialist. <laughs> our consort. <laughs> Ipo, Ipo bows and flourishes, and at the end of his flourish, she grabs the opposite foot from the hand he was doing the flourish with and, like, hops over it uh, <laughs> jump rope style. He is a bit peculiar. Do not mind him. Oh, well. <laughs> A clear path to you, ma'am. And (laughs) (laughs) he uh, walks over and takes your hand in a more traditional uh, handshake, a gentle one, Catherine. And he admires your outfit with his eyes and says, I congratulate you on your recent uh, betrothal. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's really appreciated. And I just go with it. Okay. He says, please sit, sit. We are grateful to have you here. Very, very grateful. Augie sits on the table. He's oh. ju- he just gets up and just, thunk, <laughs> just kind of perches up there. Maybe a chair might be more appropriate. Never mind, it's fine. All right. Uh, he uh, then finds a seat. <laughs> Everyone sits down in a chair. You have come a long way. I had heard you would be en route and have been looking forward to it. I hope you can. I hope you do enjoy your time here aboard uh, Ornua. What is our purpose here on your vessel? There is a threat against our vessel. I, more accurately, within our vessel, that we are not quite capable of handling <laughs> on our own. Oh, Shelley. And he holds out his hand and points to the door, and a teenage girl comes in, uh, maybe 13 years old, with a bunch of freckles, and awkwardly comes in, is kind of embarrassed. And she smiles and says, hello. And she goes over to a cool sci-fi version of a harp starts to play. Uh, Some music and entertainment for our dinner. And she plays amazingly well amazingly well and food is uh brought out by the chief engineer of this vessel uh jeffrey uh and (laughs) that's weird he brings out some uh skewered chicken-like animals and some skewered vegetables and some skewered mashed potato type stuff and it gives you guys all plates of that and And Devin, being a vegetarian we'll stick with the non-meat products We had some challenges in our old home. We found some of the people in the city not far from our farms were not too receptive to our desires and our needs and not very respectful of our faith. And so I spent years seeking out a new home and here we now sit within it, the world ship or Nua. How did you come about this this ship? It was very, very expensive, as you would imagine, but it was the tiniest of fractions. It was being built for some other purpose and never completed. Apparently, the uh, funds behind it and the investment fell through. We had an opportunity to uh, take advantage and with, I would say, some contacts I have worked on for years were able to get first bid. And here we are. Our own home, our own place. 
a place of safety, a place for us that we could not have asked for anything better. Master Shanir, how is it that you uh, know the Minister of Education at the Alliance? I spend a lot of my time making connections, not just for our community, but for a lot of the Strigan faith and making sure we are able to flourish. There are other faiths out there that are much more brazen and much more aggressive in finding their congregants. And I go out of my way to make sure we are not overshadowed and displaced violently. And this was my effort to make a grand, a grand gesture. And I hope other Strigans will continue to come and join us here over time. Perhaps this will be a center point for our faith. You, you mentioned this ship being a safe haven, but you also mentioned a threat within. So again, why are we here? He puts down his skewer of chicken and says, we encountered some people some time ago, several months ago, a alien race known as the Gris. They somehow uh, came aboard our ship. You encountered our defense measure, which is a ability from one of our gifted community members who is able to keep our ship from being noticed by other intelligent minds. However, somehow these Gris were able to perceive past this distraction and boarded uh, Ornua. We'd engaged with them. We tried to ask them to leave. We tried to engage them in trade. We even... Uh, suggested it would be dangerous if they stayed, which we had no way to back up. They decided to stay. We continue to try to reach out to them. This ship is certainly large. However, in the months since, they have started to get aggressive towards us. I do not have uh, soldiers. I do not have guards. I do not have police. I have one security expert, and I believe that is saying a lot. Uh, and you met Claire earlier. We have uh, access to one weapons locker and only one person who knows how to even shoot a weapon. And we have now had to defend ourselves against these Gris. They have shut down access to certain corridors. They have shut off power to different sections. We are working to maintain what little power we can over sectors one and two, while almost everything else is being completely shut down. They have attacked our people. We have uh, had several sent to the hospital. Thankfully, uh, no fatalities, but uh, this cannot continue. How well armed are they? They are not uh, armed with weapons of their own. Uh, own, they don't need them. They have uh, a capability of uh, projecting poisonous quills from themselves. They are slightly taller than you, pointing towards the small Augie. 
slightly taller than you. They are uh, bluish or greenish in color. They tend to be aggressive. We had hoped we could stay at opposite ends of the ship until we could get further help, Um, but uh, we, again, have been attacked, and we need some assistance in getting them to leave. I do not wish them harm, but this is untenable. Unattenable? Untenable. 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 Don't correct me. (laughs) I am the master! (laughs) Where do you you want Not the master of gravity. And how how are they going to get there? I think that, uh, that, that's obviously a very good question. I think with, if we can somehow isolate them, we can uh, bring in ships to, to, to transport them off, but that's all secondary. The, the first step is we need to get them to the table. Uh, they are not in communication in any way other than attacking our people. They have different uh, corridors and sections towards engineering where they uh, have access where they live that are completely cut off that we cannot access. So we need to gain access and we need to get them out of there. When you spoke to them the first time, was there a common language between you? Yes, they speak the, uh, the common galactic language. And they were just reticent to leave and be a uh, part of the community? It started as they wanted to stay as guests and they wouldn't stay long. And then it became, we just need to stay for another month while we work on our ship. And and then it became excuses. Well, why can't we stay here? Well, what if we move over to here? And then uh, they ignored us completely. Where's their ship at? Their ship is in the starboard port. It is also closed off. Starboard port or the port port? The starboard, starboard dock, sorry. Port port. Uh, And do you know how many they number? Two to three times our our numbers. So about 850? What? No, probably. 150? Probably 100, 150 or so. You said, that's what I said, 150. Your French accent totally yeah, sounded totally like 850. One, okay. <laughs> uh, I do apologize. Uh, 150. So does Zippo think the ship that he parked next to is the is the Gris ship? No. Okay. Okay, so in the end, you are hoping for a diplomatic mission to speak with them and hopefully have them move to a location that is not here potentially find out their motivation. Uh, Yes, but the concern is we have exhausted every diplomatic effort. I fear that something much more uh, challenging, more dangerous is necessary, and that's why I've asked for help. Uh, If I may, Master... Actually, if I may, says Jeffrey, I... I, uh, I had, I had an idea. Mass, the master at the table uh, says, yes, Jeffrey uh, has proposed a possible solution. Uh, go ahead. Jeffrey says, there's a, there's a broadcast uh, uh, junction that's not too far away from the engineering area. And I believe if we can get a, a a power converter installed uh, at that uh, junction 
it would blast several sectors over there uh, that would uh, gain access and open up a whole bunch of doors they have sealed off and uh, give us control over some of power in their area. And then that's immediately going to give us uh, a lot of access. To what end, Jeffrey? <clears throat> well, right now they're snug as a bug in a rug. And every time we've sent any people anywhere near that engineering area, it's been trouble. Have you managed to capture any of them or injure any of them? Uh, Master Shanir says, there uh, was an altercation uh, several weeks ago, and I believe we injured one of them. There also was a death, a very prominent uh, death on their end of uh, Kot, their leader. He uh, passed away a month ago, but that appears to have been of natural causes. Was that before or after they became aggressive toward you? That was after. Uh, he, uh, he seemed reasonable, uh, but was trying to follow some of the will of his people. But since his passing, uh, his... Uh, a successor, a uh, one, a Gris named Vinig, has taken a much more aggressive uh, stance towards us. We have different areas closed off here as well, and we have control over the trains. Uh, if they access uh, Sector Two and obviously Sector One, we are in, we are it is an absolute disaster. I fear they would kill us all. And can we speak with one of the people who was injured by them? Just get a little bit more information about what they're like. They speak while being attacked. Anything in particular? I, I can tell you that information. And also, have you studied their poison and come up with an antidote? Uh, we have an antidote, yes. it's The poison is more irritating for the long term you are unable to uh, gain sleep for several days um, you become exhausted over time uh, and it also can sap some of your some of your energy uh, if you're trying to travel which happened to one of uh, the victims of their attacks she had to uh, travel through sectors uh, on foot and it was just exhausting she said and one last thing. Um, you said you have a weapons cabinet. While I hope it doesn't come to this, it would be wonderful to have access to whatever you have in case we have need. Of course, whatever ours is yours. And how much, uh, speaking of which, uh, how much of this antidote do you have? Uh, Jeffrey? And Jeffrey says, oh, yeah, I can, I can get some for you. That would be great. Yeah. We will maybe need it. <laughs> Yes. Master Shanir, how was it that they discovered your vessel in the first place? That is a mystery I have been unable to solve. That's a very good question. Do you believe they have um, those with Esper abilities? I would say no in all of my interactions, but uh, one of our people uh, by the name of Lisa uh, says her best guess is a yes. And may we speak, and why do you believe otherwise? They do not give me the impression of understanding the Esper arts and uh, that kind. They are very direct. They are 
very, uh, very physical in nature. May we speak with Gaidisa as well? Uh, of course. Uh, and to get her. He opinion. has Jeffrey to go get her. Absolutely. Time goes by. Jeffrey comes back as you guys eat. Music continues to be played by Shelly. Uh, she takes requests mm. and tip jar. The reins of Castamere. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after some time, uh, dinner, <laughs> desserts being served, and Jeffrey returns with three things. He returns with Guide Lisa. Uh, and he returns with several hypo sprays of antidote. One for each of us? Four in total. Oh, of so course. close. Um, I will decline it. The rest of you can have it. Okay. You sure? Sure. Okay. Hopefully one of y'all, y'all help me out if I go down. Of course. <laughs> Sounds right. And- and he has uh, a uh, map, a little digital screen. He plops down on the table and he shows you the map and says, this is where I think uh, our best first move should be. Ipo joins Jeffrey in looking at it. And I was thinking, we are here. <laughs> Ipo says, pointing on the map. That... Uh, since it's my plan and it kind of has some engineering stuff and you don't have an engineer on, on <laughs> your team. You have a great engineer. Well, no, you have me working on your show. I, really, though, you could say I'm your engineer for now, right? So. Well, you're not a prophet, though. How could we accept who is... No, no, but I'm I'm kind of like an associate temporary member of the team as your engineer. We could perhaps use his abilities despite having a fantastic engineer already. Like, everyone's trying to build up my very fragile ego over here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't upset him. Um, That that will eat your face. (laughs) So then I I, I get to come along? Jeffrey, uh, we are... Very appreciative of all the work you've done for our ship. Well, thanks. And uh, he sits down. Very dangerous, though, what we're doing. And we don't want you to get hurt. I don't think we can ask you to come along on this one. And you'll never have to. (laughs) (laughs) He's very unsettling. I think we will need to insist that you stay back. We think that you have a genius plan. Very appreciative of it. But we're going to have to do this on our own. In case something goes wrong. You'll need to take care of... of, Devin is throwing some mean face signs. (laughs) You'll need to take care of your people. Engage. Catherine, make a persuasion roll with advantage thanks to Kolsh's contribution. Have you been rolling... I'm sorry, have you been... Did you have a bonus that goes with your... No, that's the old roll stuff. Oh, that's different. Okay. Mm, Was persuasion? Persuasion. Uh, 22. He says, yeah, you're right. If anything bad happens, I need to be here. So once we go to the weapons locker, just get me one of the weapons there and I'll help out here at Sector 2. Speaking of, let's let's go see that. (laughs) All right. Take me to the weapons locker, little buddy. Uh, And he heads off with Kolsch. Guide Lisa, please, if you will sit with us. 
She sits down at the opposite table to balance out the magic in the room from Devin. <laughs> Ipa would like to go with Kolsch and right. Jeffrey. Bring me something nice, please. Kolsch. Aye, aye. All right, Lisa's there and she looks at you and says, I am Lisa and I. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I know why you've asked me to be here. <laughs> Very good. Why don't you explain to me why you feel as you do? I believe the Gris have little aptitude for the Esper abilities that I and you possess. I believe they have such a negative aptitude that they are able to move past my distraction ability and get through it. They are immune to it. I, I thought it was Amber that had Damn it! I had my names wrong! Yes. This is Lisa. Amber's... I go by Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell was Lisa? Lisa was the Lisa one Amber. sewing some Oh, uh, sorry. It's Amber. Sorry, Amber, everybody. Lisa Marie. No more it's Lisa. Amber. Amber was the one. Okay. So now we're talking to Amber. Yeah. Yes. All right. Very good. Red hair now. <laughs> pleasure to make your acquaintance, Amber. Yeah! <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. please, no. Um, and that's that's her telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you with silence. No! Hi! Hi! <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe it? <laughs> um... Valley girl So psychic. they are essentially uh, somewhat resistant because of their uh, lack of uh, aptitude, you say. Uh, indeed, I would be cautious in expecting certain results from them. You may not get them. I see. That is good to know. Kolsch and Epo, you guys are at a weapons locker. Jeffrey unlocks it. Inside are a bunch of uh, light pistols, which I think all of you have. Do you have a light pistol, Kolsch? I have a heavy pistol. All right, so you don't need that. I do have a light pistol. Um, does Catherine have a light pistol? I do. I think everyone does. Uh, there are also a couple things of interest. There is a weapon-mountable flashlight. Oh. Fancy. If anyone wants to take yeah. that, Kolsch is taking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are four individual uh, pistol energy rounds that can give you plus two to hit. So as a bonus action, you can quickly load one of these into a side chamber of a pistol to get plus two to hit with it. And that's the extent. The rest are just a whole bunch of light pistols for um, ship personnel. Uh, I'll grab one of those light, those energy rounds okay so does epo and i mean might as well grab all four okay and hand them out all right so you guys return back to the dinner you hand the other two out to um i'm assuming augie and catherine because devin doesn't like to use yeah. stuff all right he did ask for something nice so i give him mine your what the energy round oh because nope. you asked nope. for something nice i appreciated that but uh please keep that since uh i am unlikely to get you to the point where i'm firing a this Very well. Master Shanir says, so we will stay here. You do not request the assistance of uh, 
Jeffrey? Um, Jeffrey, if you could brief our very wonderful engineer Augie on your plan, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> These do. So this side has a plus. <laughs> the other side. What's has... this button? Do? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, please keep in contact and let us know uh, the moment uh, anything uh, changes. Let us know uh, the moment you are able to uh, enact this broadcast to uh, disable the doors in the aft section of the vessel, and we will hopefully be able to see at least the status of those doors from here. Do we have means to communicate with them remotely? Yes. We can. You do. Okay get on the same channels. All right. Augie, you were taken aside by Jeffrey and he just really gives you this really basic layman's concept. So there's this big machine. <laughs> and <laughs> there's like there's a there's the there's a computer section and underneath that are some doors. You're going to need a tool uh, and you open up the doors after you use the tool to get out these screws. Okay. And then inside, you're going to put this, you're going to take out the old one, which is probably damaged or disconnected, and you're going to put in this one. It's this, I don't know, maybe foot and a half tall, uh, looks like a spark plug type concept, but thick. Spark plug, thick. Okay. Well, it's not a spark plug. <laughs> you said spark plug. And then you put it in there. Then you close the door, and then you hit the green button on the computer. In first, then green button. In first, green button. You got it. You got this. Okay. <laughs> That's a fine explanation. And he walks off holding his pistol dangerously. Uh, I get him a pistol? While he he's walking pistol. away, I fire back at him some uh, complex thing. So what about the inversion instruction of the lower fifth? Best of luck. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go somewhere. <laughs> what are you guys up to? Heading off? Um, Kolsch is going to go back uh, to uh, to our oh. house or whatever. Get out of uh, the tuxedo, but he's gonna keep the tuxedo. Okay. And get into his combat arm. Yeah. How long is this all taken? Same. From time of exiting drift space to now. Uh, several hours, uh, probably three hours. Okay. Yeah, we're we're playing hours. real time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take off my well, I mean, because dress <laughs> I still have my psionic shield up, yep. so relevant. Keep the dress armor underneath. <laughs> Battle Bride has the. <laughs> Battle Bride, I like it. <laughs> all right, so you guys get into regular clothes. Uh, is Epo still in the sarong? No, no, no. All right. Devin changes into something more formal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here is a wonderful betrothal gown. <laughs> and you guys head off. You are going to this junction, I'm assuming, that Jeffrey has uh, recommended. He's also given you a map, map to find. Excuse me. Absolutely. You board a train and head off. It takes you towards that uh, Crescent Valley, I believe is the name of the place, because annoyingly, these trains do not go the entire length of the ship. You then have, there's five terribly parked electric <laughs> golf carts that are not plugged in at 90% power. You can then take across this sector. Four to, of them, actually. Because, there's four, that's yeah. true, that's four. And uh, you board the train over there and you take it deep into the aft section of this world ship. 
passing by more and more sectors, passing by a factory sector that can be reconfigured for different situations, and it's just empty uh, with lots of raw materials and stuff that are, should be there that aren't, some that are. Passing by more industrial things, huge water treatment sections. You just keep going, keep going. And you guys arrive at sector 48. The place is dark. You are in an underground type section. So the doors open up and you're in an underground subway type section, if you will. There's emergency strip lighting on the floors that are uh, kind of uh, blue. That's blue, but it's very dim blue. So you can make out the outlines. Uh, but it's not very bright, so if you have lights, that would certainly help. I don't know who does. I have a flashlight. Okay. My rifle. That's right. I also have dark vision, but... 60 feet. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Epo has dark vision, too. But I'll turn the flashlight on for All right. anybody who doesn't... Catherine does not. All right, you guys proceed forward on the Jeffrey's plan. Is... On the Jeffrey's plan. All right. Uh, Devin seems to be grumbling, but you head forward... You walk up some steps and arrive in a huge engineering section that is hundreds of feet across, uh, 200 feet high. There's scaffolding here and there. There's giant generators and stuff, but the vast majority of it is just cold and shut down. You can hear some or feel some vibrations of machinery and energy stuff movement, but you don't even think it's anywhere near here yet. Uh, and it's deeper in uh, where they have more control of the territory. So you're in kind of the tertiary, the outside section of the engineering of this entire ship. There are scaffoldings and catwalks and stuff. There's emergency lighting that lights up again the edges of these things. So you, your view and the distance is just all sorts of little blue lines crisscrossing in all sorts of directions. This place could have a couple hundred engineers working on it if it were fully operational. Uh, and you make your way following this map. Who's got the digital map? Oh, I I'm imagine. The map, I'm the map. Augie the is, map, is dragging this thing it's behind him and looking at a map as okay. he goes. And you're kind of guiding them in the right direction and you start pointing up some uh, steps and you guys start to climb. I will ask again, who's in the lead? Cool. Oh, Augie is. Oh, Augie's in the lead. And who's in the rear? Uh, Epo. Epo's in the rear. Everyone in the middle doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> uh, and as you climb and climb, you can hear some faint clicking noises. From which direction? Echoing ahead. And it's hard to tell if it's level above or below. We should attempt to be as quiet as possible. Clung, clung, clung. It's just dragging this thing up. Uh, yeah, trying to. Okay. Trying to You're following the map. Uh, the clicking noises continue to grow a little bit louder until, Augie, you level off at about. 50 feet or so is where you need to be vertically. Uh -huh. And you're like, it's just ahead a little bit more. And as you go forward a little bit more, the clicking noises stop entirely. You not hear that? I heard noises. No, I don't. I don't like that. There's no power here. We're obviously close to them. Clicking, clicking, clicking. Click, click, click. <laughs> 
Epo, make a perception roll. Epo makes a perception roll. His ears twitch, his head turns around, and he rolls a 21. 21 with your keen ear bonus as well? I think that is. Doesn't that add a little bonus? Mm. Or that gives you plus. It gives me the proficiency. Gotcha. Yeah, proficiency. Nice. You uh, hear mm, footsteps, rapid, a couple rapid footsteps on metal grates. Just um, from. Uh, head and above. Okay, and with my dark vision, can I see? Can I look that direction? You look, see? you can't see anything within your range. I whisper and, over our calm channel. Okay. Head and above. I love how we all look. I, physically, the yeah, players I, yeah. are looking. <laughs> Augie, you can see in the darkness ahead, you point, and the single light you guys have the flashlight mounted to the high-power energy rifle that Kolsch wields. Uh, Kolsch, you pointed over there, and you can see on some uh, catwalk railing type things is this uh, large, cool, sci-fi-looking machine. It's got ribbed flange-type things around one side. It's got big piping things that come out and descend and connect to other machines far away. And that's your target, and uh, you guys are heading there. Go ahead. Who's in front of me? Uh, Devin. Catherine or Devin? So this is where in comparison to us? This is ahead. Augie's just, just pointing. It's just right here. Just keep going ahead. straight ahead. Okay. Yep. I, I want to hand someone my flashlight, but I need to know who I'm handing it to. Devin. Devin's okay. in front of you. Okay. I take a flashlight and turn <laughs> it off. All right. Turn it off? It's not on. I'm, okay. <laughs> I, I have dark vision, but I know you're human and you don't. Okay. So is your flashlight on or off? Off. Off. Okay. Augie, you come up to this you. M- machine and uh, you are walking around and you f- see on what's a kind of a longish machine, maybe 20, 30 feet long, and there is a uh, computer terminal section. What are you going to do? Uh, I start uh, following Jeffrey's instructions. What are those instructions? <laughs> <laughs> I start dismantling the paneling on the front there to try and gain access to the... Uh, to the uh, internal structure of All right, it. that will require an engineering roll then. All right. Make a roll. Fortunately, thanks to Jeffrey, I'm prepared for that. <laughs> uh, an 18. 18. You find exactly what he's talking about with the panel and you have it uh, immediately uh, off and you uh, need Kolsch with his flashlight to shine a bit because you can't see some of the fine details you need with your dark vision. Oh, even, okay, yeah. Um, I so, can't see color, I'm just... <laughs> so you're pointing your high-power rifle at this uh, nice machinery. <laughs> yep. Don't throw the one. And, Epo, <laughs> you can uh, hear some more uh, foot sounds that are trying to be more quiet and occasional click. Like it's trying to go click, 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 but it's a click and then snaps. Um, and it's he- now not ahead of you. It is to, it is ahead and to the left. It is ahead and to the right. And it is behind. Um, I whisper, I would Epo whispers, um, Catherine take the right, Devin take the left and Epo turns around to face behind. You're looking around in the darkness from behind. You can see some short, some sort of humanoid shape 
Devin, that is below you, running around Devin, sorry, not Devin, Evo. The round, uh, that's beneath you, maybe 15 feet, that's moving around in the darkness, almost scuttling-like, and um, then moving just out of your vision, but you have a pretty good idea where it's at. Okay. It's about 70, 80 feet away. Um, I'm, uh... <clears throat> I'm ready. You're ready? I'm ready. Augie! <laughs> oh, yes. You pull out the spark plug type concept and slap in the other one. Seal up the door. Seal up the door. Catherine, I need you to make a perception roll, please. Damn it. <laughs> I'm making progress. Uh, 16. 16. You see with a stealth roll of 15, <laughs> you see a four and a half foot tall, slightly hunched over humanoid figure with a slightly large shoulder section with almost like a thick carapace type thing off the back with weird hinged arms with great agility, pull itself up onto this little catwalk section that's you guys are 40, 50 feet up, suspended up above the ground, pulls up on top and uh, holds out a wrist from maybe 40, 50, 60 feet away and fires at you from his wrist. He would have gotten a huge chance to hit against you, but instead he has his normal chance to get you and he blasts out and you hear this little whistling sound come flying through the air and uh, gets an attack roll of an eight. It does not hit. And it misses and goes <laughs> flying by. Devin, that shot almost hits you and you can see, Devin, that uh, Catherine's in a bit of trouble. Someone's away from her uh, and as soon as you re realize that, you realize you are in trouble as well as there are several of them that are now swarming up and climbing onto the catwalks around you. We are prophets, uh, and we must speak to your leader, Vinig. You say that, and their response are more weird quill-like darts fired through you the air. Bastards. And we have a combat that is about to start. So the five of you are on top of a catwalk situation. In the middle is a platform with a kind of a long machine, and that's where Epo and Kolsch and uh, Augie are at. Surrounding this is kind of a square of a catwalk situation with a couple uh, uh, other catwalks that connect to it. So it's almost a suspended catwalk situation all around you. About 40 feet below is the bottom of this huge engineering sector. You've got Catherine and Devin, uh, maybe 30 feet away from the group, kind of in the catwalks, keeping an eye on the sides. And there are one, two, three, four, five, I believe seven of these bug creatures. You might have to scroll your map down just a little bit because there's one more you can't quite see. Uh, other way, other way, other way, right there, that guy. There you go. Seven of these guys that are swarming from all sides and they are pissed off they are aggressive and they are blasting. They are ignoring what Devin just said. And I know they're going to ignore whatever the hell Catherine's going to try and uh, persuade them not to. I just know it. And we will make our first initiative roll, official initiative roll for the campaign. Everybody ready? Here we go. First up is Kolsch the Warrior. Good start. Cat. Can I fire at these guys? 
It seems like we don't have a choice. Thanks, boss. <laughs> and I'll go for uh, for for this uh, guy right here. Okay, he's about that much distance. You're good. So some of those things are large support pillars that can provide cover. Twenty-four. Twenty-four is absolutely a hit. Um. Uh, 13 damage. Jeez! You blast that guy and separate uh, one of his legs off of his body and send him crashing to the catwalk, just squealing as weird Ikor just spews out, and he is instantly killed. Next up is Catherine. Uh, I'm going to... Look at the one that is... Um, most up from me, um, furthest, yeah, furthest away in that, yes, that little corridor, and yell something like, um, look, you ugly buggers, we're here to try to help, and at the same time do wicked insults. You're gonna do an insult, all right. I like how that you call them buggers. <laughs> and if they take a, they must succeed a charisma save. Charisma save. Okay, he's going to make a charisma saving throw. He rolls a 19. Wow. I did not expect that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of being insulted, he's just like sad. Yeah, I am a bugger. Well, then he doesn't take any damage. And then I'm going to look at Augie and say, push that green button and give him a little inspiration. Woo! Augie, you have inspiration. However, it is their turn. That guy who you just tried to insult, Catherine, is obviously going to attack you back. He raises his wrist and fires with a 15 uh, dart at you. It hits. You take one point of piercing damage. I need you to make a constitution save as you feel a little burning sensation where the wound is. Uh, nope, I fail it. Uh, okay, you take one point of piercing damage and two more points of poison damage. Oh, <sighs> Next up is the guy to the far right. You can see little circles appear on our map for who's what. Uh, That guy's going to blast the closest enemy, which is Augie. And he fires at you, my little friend. And oh, no. Critical hit on Augie. His back to him, not paying attention. Augie, you're focused on the machine. Uh, Thankfully, they don't do tremendous amounts of damage. He does two points of piercing damage, and you need to make a constitution saving throw as the poison starts to seep into you. Uh, My uh, rat resistance will kick in as I am familiar with this type of poison and am resistant to it. A natural 20 to resist. Ooh, you have resisted. I the quill out. <laughs> Does it squeeze out my poison? No. <laughs> you have resisted this poison, and you have permanent resistance to their poison. Nice. Uh, there's one on the other side of this whole uh, web work concept of catwalks, and that's where Devin's been holding guard. He races across about 20 feet of this catwalk right up to you, Devin, and comes scraping at you with some claws with a nine to hit you. That will miss. All right, and you probably don't want to be touched by those. There is another guy not too far away from Devin. He shoots from his wrist, and it's literally coming from his wrist like a Spider-Man type bone area. Good luck, Devin. 
uh, with an 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. All right. Oh, wait. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, the uh, psionic shield that I have up, um, it says I have a personal shield device against weapons with the kinetic property. That's that's only to prevent huge crit. You're not unarmored is what it means. That doesn't doesn't help okay, you in any I way other than that. I know what that actually did. Okay. Yeah, don't worry about that. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. He hits you for one point to piercing. Make a constitution save. Uh, constitution save would be 19. All right, you just take one point of piercing. Nicely done. <laughs> there is one more guy next to Devin. He's going 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's trying to race close to Devin. And he's actually going to try and get there and go a little bit further to there. So you have a second guy almost right on top of you, Devin, but he ran so far he doesn't get an attack. And I think I'm almost out of these bug guys. Yeah, there's one left, and he is shooting at the tallest enemy, which is Kolsch. <laughs> and he's going to be at disadvantage due to that range. It's just outside. Oh, and I rolled an 18 and 18. He got a 22. Mm, yeah, that hit. All right, Kolsch, the warrior, is hit for one point of piercing. You need to make a constitution saving throw, please. Seven. You take two points of poison, and Epo, the specialist, you're up. You're on the main machinery in the center. Yep. Is so, it to help, please? Yes, I aim towards the one next to Devin, closest to me. And since he is uh, sort of distracted, and it's more of us with Devin, I get deft, right? Do you? Because someone's adjacent? Yep. Nice. Within five feet. That so. counts. Two hit, that's an 18. Shit. And that's 12 damage. 12 oh. damage. You blast that guy. And so, Devin, you're standing next to the two guys. You're trying to watch out, dodge their blows, uh -huh. and one of them just gets blasted. And you and the other bug in front of you are just splay, uh, sprayed with green goo, all uh, men in black. Hey, Devin, don't move. It is disgusting. Augie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're up. Uh, You've been fired at. <laughs> yes, it's not pleasant. Uh, what have we got here? We've got that, 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 that. Um, I will uh, continue working on the device. I can still do that. Is that a is, that's a move, or is that a full action? Um, a move would be required if you want to keep working on the device. I keep working on the device. Inspired slamming of buttons. <laughs> um, but I also. Uh, no, I focus on that. I do, uh, I'm using that for more cover. The now. device itself? Yeah, the device okay. itself. Great. I'm actually kind of partway in the container section or whatever's there. <laughs> if it's a desk, I'm like tucked in. All right, this. you can use your move and you can uh, fire off the device and the whole thing starts to power up and starts to spin up with this, you know, type sound. You still have an action left. Uh, that'll be... Old defense, if I can do that. Uh, yeah, you sure can. Uh, they will have disadvantage when firing against you. And Devin, you are last. You've got one guy right in your face, another guy about 20 feet behind you. A purple ball of energy forms in Devin's hand, and point blank, he just sort of almost like goes, huh? <laughs> just hands it gently. <laughs> Basically, attempts to he do just so. just a kiss. Yeah, more or less. Uh, I'll take my force bolt shot at disadvantage. 
Uh, 15 to hit. Jeez. Uh, 15 to hit. I got to double check. Is a hit. That would be six points of damage. Six points to the guy right next yeah, to you. It's an energy beam. Got it. All right. You wound him. He's still standing. And you have a move or are you good? Um, If I move, obviously, I'll draw an opportunity attack. All right. No, I will. I will stand my ground. All right. It's a new round. Kolsch, you can hear there are still, there's a few more, not many, but there's a few more that are still scurrying around, but you can't quite see where they're at yet. They haven't arrived. Uh, and you get to go, Colch. Uh, the, the little shit that just hit me. Uh, I'm going to turn around. A uh, little help, please. And, uh, against the guy that's fire at in him. my face, but that's okay. Go for it. You fire, you blast over Augie. Somebody else. No problem. <laughs> August. <laughs> problem is you're very soft-spoken. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, 16. Is a hit. Uh, 11 points of damage. Blows a chunk of a hole straight through it, and the creature kind of dips its finger into the hole in its chest, oh. and then it dies. That would God. have been very helpful if that had happened to this one. <laughs> Hold on. One <laughs> shot, one kill. Sarcasm damage. Catherine, you're up. Uh, okay, I'm going to look at Devin, and then I'm going to look at the thing next to him and say, geez. That thing is just as disgusting on the inside as the outside. And use my wicked insult again. All right, this is a, wiz- a char- charisma. charisma saving throw. I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 13. What's your modifier? Uh, it's a 13. Oh, passes it. Yeah. How are these so charismatic? They're disgusting. <laughs> uh, do you have a move or are you good? Uh, I think I'll stay where I am. All right, I need you to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Yeah, is a 21. All right, that's good. I didn't make my roll though, hold on. Forgot to make my roll. Oh, I got a 20. What? Catherine, you see there's movement around you and someone tries to claw you from underneath and you jump out of the way. You see there's another one maybe 30 feet away who arrives, uh, did I say 30 feet? Yeah, who arrives uh, up there. He's appearing on your screen now. Uh, And he takes a shot at you but misses. And then another one grabs you from underneath, from the side of the railing. I need you to make an athletics roll, please. Um, versus athletics. Mm. <laughs> Five. Five. And Catherine is grabbed and pulled uh, most of the way over the railing. You're able to grab one hand as you are completely pulled over. So now you're being pulled by uh, the ankle. Uh, by this weird bug-like claw, and you've got one hand holding onto the railing, and yeah, you're in a bit of a dire predicament. How far away from Devin is she right now? Um, 25, 30 feet, I believe. Okay. I'm gonna yell, Kolsch! Be there in a minute, boss! And they get to go. The, there's a bug who's not gonna, he's gonna shoot at you, Kolsch. And that's going to be disadvantage for the range. He gets a 15 to hit. No, sir. Blast of Kolsch misses, clatters against the machine. The next one goes. He is off to the right-hand side. 
He's going to close in a little bit, get some cover, and fire at Augie. And Augie, you have another dart flying your way with a 13. 13 will miss. Miss. They are missing like crazy. And then Devin, the guy you wounded point blank, he is clawing at you. Okay. With a uh, 12 to hit. That will miss. Scraping claws and it's hitting just the psionic shield. Thank you, psionic shield. (laughs) Yes. Why can't I get him? And there is another guy who is going to blast you, Devin. Yeah, he does not have disadvantage. Uh, and it shoots with another quill from his wrist with a 19. Oh, yeah, that's going to This guy's hit you twice in a row, hasn't he? Yep. One point of piercing, make a constitution saving throw. And the guy at the top right already had him shoot at Catherine, and he missed. Eight. Eight. Uh, you take two points of... Uh, poison as well. Of course I do. And here, and now also arriving. Oh, jeez. Is that guy down at the bottom? Epo, you're up. Can Epo see the creature that has a hold of Catherine? Uh, you can. You don't have any line of sight now. You mm. can see the kind of where he's at through the grills, but you can't. You can't see him. Uh and okay. Devin, what's your hip what's your hip points at? Four. Alright, and Devin's at four, by the way, everyone. He's surrounded. Epo has half. Epo <laughs> takes a shot at the the one next to Devin. Alright. This is from uh, your pistol? Yes. With a cool death strike? Uh-huh. Devin. Don't move. He's <laughs> What'd you roll? A, a two. two. Oh, well, a six. But okay, you should have moved. And <laughs> uh, but I will now use my move to run over to Catherine. All right. Uh, Augie, you you're up. Or you want me? No, you do it. Augie uh, is cowering underneath the desk. Left mouse. Uh, is nothing. What's going on? Go ahead, Augie. What are you gonna do? Okay. Uh, is <clears throat> a pan out just a little bit where you see all the chaos and whatnot. A little globe starts to hover and fly out from under the desk, and it kind of goes up a little bit over almost the dead center of the room and then pops ever so slightly as a silvery mist. I'm determined to get the mist in there. A silvery <laughs> mist uh, sprinkles out and begins to gravitate and fall around the room, finding three specific targets. They have to be within how what 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 range? Sixty feet. Sixty feet. That's everybody. Yeah. Uh, so target number one is Devin. Target number two is Catherine. And target number three is me. And what happens? <clears throat> the silvery material gets absorbed into your skin, and you heal six points. Oh, everyone. Sweet. Mass healing. Oh, so good. Cool. Uh, if you're done, Devin, you're up. You still got a guy in front of you and 10, 20 feet behind you is a guy who's been nailing you repeatedly with squills. Um, you look like a porcupine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Devin will actually... Um, I'm going to be forced to draw a pistol and shoot at the <clears throat> creature directly in front of me. Okay. Disadvantaged? Because yep. he's right in your face. Good luck. And uh Don't you wish you had that plus two round right now? Mm, isn't yeah. isn't a light pistol adaptable? Oh yeah, it is. So it's not disadvantaged. Not disadvantaged. 
Nice. Good catch. So I don't know what my He's modifier. The operative or the uh, specialist. Six. Six. You fumble with the pistol. You shoot it before you even get it out of its holster. Yeah. It happens to everybody. Cole, shear up and let's shoot on. something. Can I? Can I move just to the other side of that guy? No, you can't go through him. Yeah. Which would be required. You can't go diagonals. You're good? Colch, you're up. And I'm going to grab Catherine and pull her up. You're going to do a whole lot of movement. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. That puts you at 35 movement to get there, according to my math. Uh, right here then. Okay, you're coming you're like, up a little bit short. You're running across the catwalk. Actually, you're no, you can catty corner to cat. Cat. I know you can. You can do that because she's actually slightly off there. Okay. Okay. Great. You're racing over. You're grabbing on to Catherine. Uh, make an athletics roll. It is. There are now multiple claws that are grabbing onto her. Uh, make an athletics roll. I'll do advantage with mine. I'm gonna use uh, your ins- inspiration. inspiration as well. Uh, 24? Doesn't matter. Natural 20. Damn it. Oh, oh my god. Oh, I rolled 19 a th- over here. I rolled a 3 and then a natural 20. Hmm. And Catherine disappears and slips through your paws. However, <laughs> I like however. So, the reason why I did not cast a spell yes. is I was saving it for this event. Um... So, uh, suddenly her falling, uh... She's not falling, she's being pulled down. Okay, but she didn't fall? She's, she didn't, you, no. Pulled down to where? You, uh, to the next 10, down. 10, 20 feet section. But she didn't fall down. No, it's not someone grabbing to throw her, it's grabbing to bring them down to her so they can oh, okay, never mind. destroy her more carry easily. On <laughs> All right, carrying on, go, Kolsch. Um. All right, we'll skip Catherine for now, and we've got some attacks coming our way. Sorry, Catherine. Sorry, I misunderstood. I was yeah, I was gonna prevent your untimely demise in the event of a fall. Coles, you were fired <laughs> at by one guy with a nine. He misses. Augie, you were fired at again with a quill, uh, with a twenty-three to hit. Uh, I'm in cover if that matters. But, uh, uh, yeah, give yourself plus two armor class. Plus two? No, that's still <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take one point of piercing and make a constitution save. No, he doesn't. I am to. resistant. Piercing he does. Oh, not the constitution save. You're right. Mm-hmm. Take one point of piercing, and then the guy who's been blasting you from around cover runs across his catwalk right up to you, and he's right in front of you as you're ah! hiding underneath this console. Uh, Devin, you've got a guy here who has not been able to claw you at all. He strikes with a 12. That will be a miss. And the psychic shield saves you again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, Shooty McShooty, 20 feet away, has quilled you many times, lines up another, aims his wrist. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Aims his wrist and 15. 15 will just hit. Oh, piercing that my, one? That is my armor class. Oh, okay. It's 15, yeah. yeah. That's a hit then. Piercing one, make a constitution save. 14. Uh, you resist the poison on this one. 
Mm-hmm. You just take the piercing. Kolsch, you are attacked by another guy that's kind of in the Catherine Epo Kolsch area of the catwalks. Uh, Karg! You are just struggling. You're, you're freaked out right now that Catherine's just disappeared into darkness in the hands of strange bugs. Uh, you get critically hit for two points of piercing and make a constitution save. Six. Six, you take four points of poison damage. (laughs) And I assume you don't react politely to all of this. No. (laughs) One, two, three, four, four. Bum, bum, bum. Another guy is racing up towards the machine and is running around and trying to find some more targets. And it is Epo's turn. Can I look? Can I look out? Excuse <coughs> me. Uh, <coughs> and down and see where Catherine is. Uh, yes, you can see there is a small group of four more of these bugs. Four that, more. Uh-huh. That are, are that are grabbing. She's kicking and screaming. And Catherine, <laughs> make an athletics roll. Could it be an acrobatics roll? It's got right now it's gotta be athletics for resistance. Natural one. Gosh. Wow. Which is negative one. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Straight zero. She came around to the other side. That's a she kicks and kicks off like the one that's keeping her stable on that platform and he falls back pulls her and she disappears down into more darkness uh how how far down is she uh, about 50 feet i can see her still Uh uh-huh she's falling (laughs) (laughs) she is falling right now uh She's going to take some damage. Uh, I have a reaction, which I can take when a creature within 60 feet of you falls. She's just within that range. All right. Uh, Duration, one minute. She's up. I basically, uh, her falling speed reduces to 60 feet per round, and she takes no falling damage and can land on her feet. Whoa! Amazing. (laughs) But it's a molten reactor, so... (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, you fall and suddenly it slows down. What was the name of this? Localized gravity. Nice. Kolsch gives you a heavy nod. Just throw. We've <laughs> <laughs> been working on it, buddy. <laughs> Catherine, you take no damage from the fall. You land. There's like this big smile, but there are still so many bugs down there. Oh and you, Epo, you're keeping an eye, and there's a whole bunch that are awaiting. So there's more down on that ground. Floor. Yes. Did you want to try and thin that rank at all? Yeah. Take a shot. Yeah. Uh, What's the range on your weapon? 50. All right, you'll be at disadvantage. Okay. Good luck. You don't get the bonus. You don't get death strike on this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's just kind of a chaotic situation. It's a great time to have Jeffrey around. Um, (laughs) And Augie, you're going to be next. Is it an Would it be an action to, like kind of do a little acrobatic down to the next catwalk. It would be an action to do it, and you would have to make an acrobatics roll with advantage, or you can make it a move and be a little more reckless and faster, but then uh, you would be at disadvantage with the acrobatics roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me. I'm going to make it a, a disadvantaged move. All right. So you f- leap off the edge of this and yep. drop down. Leap off, holding on one arm to try and like lever myself right. down underneath the other catwalk. Acrobatics disadvantage. Oh, I rolled two threes. Okay. So that's oh. a seven. 
Thanks for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> you leap off, but you're, you mistime it. Your weight swings too far, and you drop, and you land horizontal hard on the uh, catwalk below, and you take three points of bludgeoning damage, and you have two of the bugs that are just below that grapple onto you, and they start dragging you off to further eviscerate you more easily. Okay. Augie, you're up. Alrighty. You guys got a, still a bunch up top here. One, two, three, four, five, six up here that you're contending with. Alrighty. Very interesting. Maybe Catherine can parlay. How are you holding up there, Cole? I will definitely. Uh, <laughs> Augie, what are you doing? I am. You got a guy right in front of you. I'm balling up into my my ultimate rodent form <laughs> and I quickly find a way and scurry through the desk finding some little piece to get away from him uh, so I nimbly escape and slide back one disengaging from uh, the guy in front of me okay uh, and move past Hippomene uh, uh, and taking uh, cover behind the uh, pillar that is next to him there alright so here's how this would have to work you would have to do a move to get to there and then you'd have to do a, your disengage as a bonus. Yep. There, and then you can do your action as another move with. Oh, I can't do diagonal and do. No, that's the catch. Like that. So okay. yes, you can you can take an action right now, or you can move six more spaces. Uh, You've gotten away to, from this guy. I'll have to take an action right now. All right, what are you gonna do? Uh, another globe disperses. Healing globe. Another healing globe. The last one on my belt, I might add. Uh, Catherine has been dragged out of range, so she's not within healing of this. She's not within range. Okay, just FYI. Go ahead, who are you going to affect? There are three targets. Who are they? Uh, It would be Kolsh, Ipomene, and uh, Devin. Roll. Roll that beautiful healing footage. It's a good one. Uh, six points to all three. Like Devin is just constantly brought <laughs> just to the edge and back up. Oh no, I only had one. Oh, you only one went down that last one. Kolsh and Epo both had a lot of. Damage. Well, Devin, you're up. Yay! Um, shucks. you still uh, have this dude in front of you. I know. Um, I'm just gonna have to shoot the pistol at him. So all right. It's like since that's not the one thing I have that's not gonna give me disadvantage at this point. Uh, 22 to hit. Is a hit. Five points of damage. You finally remembered to shoot it after you get it out of the holster. <laughs> this guy has five remaining, oh, and you blast him away. Nice. So then I would like to move as far north along that corridor as possible. Um, I'm moving along the kind of the edge of the catwalk away from everybody that I can. And then if I, actually not that high up, if I can make the corner, I will start heading towards where like everybody else is. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Kolsch at the top right-hand side are two of those bugs who've been blasting at you. Uh, They're starting to make their way down and they're closing in on you and Ippo, just an FYI of where they're headed. Oh, Ippo's on the lower level now. Oh, that's true, Uh, we're towards you. Uh, And what would you like to do, Kolsch? It is your turn. I mean, we're down to about 145 of these guys. Left, so. <laughs> they're, they're, they're heading this way, and then they go that way. Just, just need a couple hundred rests. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'll> be, oh, <laughs> drop her a rope. 
and I'm going to fire at this little that guy. All right, there. they don't have cover. Go for it. Natural twenty. Jeez, you have just murdered every single shot. That's great. It's everything you're doing that's not involving your weapon has yeah. gone horribly wrong. So that's uh, how are we doing the twenties? Uh, you're rolling you, twice the dice and then add the modifier flat. Uh, eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a record by far. Eighteen points of damage obliterates the uh, top third section of this. You had the weapon over over prime for too long, uh, and you let loose, and he just erupts uh, and fires twice as his two thirds of him drop to the ground of the catwalk um, and misses. And great, uh, great job. Um, Catherine, you are being dragged away. I need you to make an athletics roll to have any semblance of control of anything. Oh, I landed on my feet? Oh yeah, they swarmed around you. <sighs> Good luck. 10. 10. Uh, let me roll this one and this one. Uh, do you have any uh, anything you want to say? <laughs> uh, I will wickedly insult one of them. Uh, I'll go for it. And I'll just say, what ill-begotten, disgusting trout laid your spawn of your mother? And yell it and yell it. <laughs> That's about it. All right, he gets a six on his save Yay! to resist that. <laughs> he just stops and says, what? <laughs> Two points. All right. That was 18 there. That guy is gone. There's no additional effect? Nope. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah, there is. Uh, that one will suffer disadvantage on its next attack roll. Okay. And Catherine is dragged away into darkness, and the last thing you hear her say is some really foul stuff you didn't know you had in her. <laughs> we feel like we have to. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ebo <laughs> cannot see her. You cannot see her. Okay. Uh, and done, done, and a whole bunch of attacks are coming your way. Kolsch, I said one was coming in, right? That's one, two, three, four, five, five. One of them from the north comes down, takes takes some really good cover and blasts his blasts, quietly fires a little quill with a 19 to hit. That hit. All right, piercing one, constitution save. Like we have our NASA checklist. Uh, 16. All right, you just take the one point of piercing. Uh, Epo, the guy you escaped has come in, swipes claws and just damages the large machine you powered up slightly. That's but, not Epo. Uh, sorry, uh, Augie, but misses. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Devin, one, two, three, four, five, six. Your dead eye, who's been blasting you over, chases you down and finally misses for the first time. With a what? Uh, eight. Okay. <laughs> you had to know? I did. And well, I wanted to know how badly he missed. <laughs> All right, and Epo, you're down there. There is another, the last one of these Gris troublemakers closes in on Augie. Augie, you are now surrounded, one in front, one behind. They now have advantage because they have flanking against you. Are they same size or? As you? S uh, yeah. They're about bigger. a foot taller. Foot taller? Yeah. Are they bigger, a size bigger? Uh, yes, they are medium. Uh-oh, I know what you have in yes, store. Yes, you do. Mm. 
with advantage, he hits you for 18 points of damage. What? Sorry, not damage, to hit. Oh. To hit. Sorry. Wow. Sorry, everybody. I get Sorry. clubbed into a pool. <laughs> I do fit through the grates. After doing like one point of damage, one point of damage, one Sorry. point of damage. 18. 18 to hit. 18. Oh, my God. That'll be a success. All right, that hit. is two points of slashing. And there's a really hard constitution save, but you don't have to make it. His claws have this extra poison oh. stuff. You, you're just like, oh, that's kind of minty. I, I, yeah, I, like, I go for the extra sauce. I <laughs> Menthol. Epo, uh, you are swarmed just like Catherine. You yeah. have three in that dog pile on top Hi, of you. <clears throat> okay. And you need to make a athletics roll, I believe is what we had you do. Okay. Uh, make athletics. Uh, you need to roll a critical success because they rolled a 20. Good, good luck. No pressure. Wow. Okay, that's a nine. All right. You are completely grabbed, swarmed. These hands are grabbing from all directions, and they start to drag you off as well, and they start skittering down the side, and uh, Ipo is taken down to the ground floor 50 feet away. I say... What curse do you yell at I them? say, Catherine, I'm coming. Augie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're up. Augie, uh, all right. You've got a guy to your left, a guy to your right. They are all over you. All over me. Are they injured at all? Um, I do not believe so. I'm going to double check. 11 and 3, no and no. Full, every Everyone on the board is fully healed. There's four left, fully healed. All right. Well, let's let's, let's change some of that, shall we? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> there's a, a whirring sound across his collar, and a pulse builds up, and then uh, Augie just kind of digs his feet into the ground, and there's just this electric charge just bristles all over the catwalk here and uh everyone around me is shocked uh but they get to make a constitution save constitution save coming up they are rolling they've got pretty good constitutions i've got a 13 and a 12 uh 13 and a 12 versus mine damn they make both you're you're oh okay they save so no damage. So, no damage? No damage. Not even half? No. It's not a big uh, effect that he did. Um, uh, and my best time then, I think I'm going to try and run. You're going to run? Yep. How are you running? You're surrounded and boxed in. Uh, I take on my ultimate form. <laughs> I crouch down really low and scamper between the legs of the guy behind me uh you yo underfoot you can move through the space of any creature that is a size larger than yours yes all right you can run you full go. full speed uh, where are you headed one two up and uh let's take some cover back behind this pillar there let's take some uh, opportunity attacks as well shall there would we? be two of them i believe two of them i got a non-natural 20 and a 12. uh one hit one hit two points of slashing and violent, nasty poison stuff that you could not care less about. Uh, Devin, so what we have now in this situation, there's four of them and there are three of you. Our heroes, the three remaining up top here are kind of all just on one line, about maybe 30 feet on a line of catwalks. And Augie had completed his task. 
Yes. Um, <clears throat> and I, they, they seem to not care at all about it. I will um, call up the comms to the uh, dragons. All right. The comm turns on. You can hear this beautiful space harp music playing in the background. We are under attack. They have two of our people make a life as difficult as possible for them. <laughs> and Devin will fire, will um, create a little purple ball of energy as he swirls that around in his hand for a moment. Like, right. a, like, a, like, like a, a fine pool. wine? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was thinking like spinning like a pool ball in his hand uh. and then just... Um, tosses it at at the uh, guy who's been making his life a living hell. He has a little bit of cover. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 is still hit him. And seven points Ooh. of damage. On this guy, he has been unwounded, but that is significant damage for him. He winces and actually stumbles back a little and bit. And Devin will move towards Augie. All right, you guys are bunching up. Kolsch! <laughs> Boss! Where are you? You hear no response. <laughs> the, only, and, uh, the only thing you can hear is still cursing from uh, Epo. And I'm going to fire at the number three there. Go for it. With a 15... At three is a hit, yes. Nice. Uh, eight points of damage. At number three, he is unwounded. He is now badly wounded. That's your first not kill. Yeah. <laughs> Very disappointing. Yeah, this game sucks. <laughs> uh, one of the guys in the corner shoots at you, Kolsch. He misses. Another one who had been surrounding Augie uh, is going to fire at Augie. He ah. really wants you dead. Nine is a mess. Yeah. Uh, Devin, your guy that's been shooting repeatedly is running. Yeah, I'm very okay with that. You're all right with that? <laughs> and Kolsch, you are being shot by the last of the four bugs with a 13 with a quill? No. <laughs> okay. Just digs it out of his yeah. fur. <laughs> All right, Epo, you are being dragged off into dark oblivion. You have an athletics roll you can make to save yourself. Let me go for uh, 23. Oh, I, well, I got it. There's so many and they have such advantage. <laughs> Even with advantage and bonuses, they have a 15. You are able to kick your way free. And you are now surrounded by three of these guys. What would you like to do? I... You're on your feet, they're on your feet, and they're all just kind of doing this little bugging Madagascar cockroach hissing sound. I let loose a smoke grenade. Okay, just you pull it out, pop, and drop it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Just about, you know, just, just kind of toss it three or four feet away, but... All right, now there's all sorts of punching and weird symbols that fly out of this yeah. this Biff. animated fight. <laughs> Zow! <laughs> Wham! Oof! Uh, Augie, what are you doing? Uh, Augie... Little, uh, little wrist blaster action. He uh, pulls out a little charge. Again, it's a whir sound, but it's much smaller, higher pitch off of his wrist, and he takes aim at this guy who's uh, behind cover over here. This one? Oh, over oh, there, over there. All right. Uh, and uh, takes a shot at him. That's a 
Good luck. Thank you. An 18? Uh, hits even with his, hold on. Hits even with his heavy cover. Uh, nice shot. That was not an easy shot. Zip. Uh, let's see. That is that. You need to do, he has not been hurt. How has he not been hurt? He's not well, been let's, hurt. Let's do something to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a reinforcement. Eight points of damage. He has been hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he also suffers from not being able to utilize his cover. Apparently the electricity oh. jostled him out of space. Yeah, you blast <laughs> him and he kind of stumbles out of that cover a bit. Um, nice. Uh, eight points. That's significant. He does a Kramer. <laughs> Devin. Uh, he insults Devin the crowd. to Kolsch and say, go after them. And through uh, several uh, spinning stone-like discs form around you, which you have some control over. And your climbing speed is equal to my walking speed, which is 30 feet. You will also have uh, plus two bonus to all dexterity and constitution saving throws. Um, I do have to concentrate to keep that effect up, so be aware. Um, and you can also use them to protect you from certain types of attacks. So you have several stone-like discs that are basically just in the air that you have control over that you can climb, use to get down. Okay. And they're called gravity discs. And then I will, I guess, remain where I am for now. You are Cat Nido. <laughs> uh, Kolsch, what do you want to do with all that? Uh, I want to tie my microfilament wire off on the railing and scale down. Okay. To where I last saw, or actually to where. He you goes can out. use the discs to get down. Oh. That's what they're for. Climb down. Just yeah. Climb down. Oh, There's okay. like then I'll small little support railings and yeah, stuff yeah, down yeah. there. All right. Then, without having to mess with the rope or anything at all, you can take your, you can do a move, move, and you walk past the bugs that are really adept at this environment, or even impressed by how easily you're able to do this. And you walk down carefully, but with a brisk walking pace, you're able to get all the way down to the bottom. You are about 40, 50 feet away from a cloud of cursing and punching and clawing and Poison sounds? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and you you have an idea that that's where Epo's at. There's no sign of Catherine currently at the moment. Uh, and you are done. And we have... What's the likelihood that Catherine's been given like a refreshing beverage? <laughs> <laughs> Make a roll. She's uh, Make a persuasion she, roll. She, she, she has become <laughs> their queen. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my yes, god. Dig yourself out of this hole. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Damn it, I've been defeated. Totally defeated. Wow. Wow. That betrothal dress was really for Vinny, <laughs> your leader. We will let you live, but you must be our queen. Uh, Epo, you wow. are being shot at by the guy you hit twice. Epo? Uh, darn it. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Um, not Epo, uh, Augie. Augie. Uh, he... So you and I up here, buddy. Yeah. He does... <laughs> I don't know uh, what I've done. <laughs> 14 to hit. 14 to hit. We'll miss. Miss. <clears throat> He's gone. Uh, okay. This guy is going to... sailed off the edge. Another guy is going to shoot at you, Epo. Nope. God darn it, I keep saying Epo, Augie. I heal one point every time. So sorry. So a guy shooting you, Augie. 
Uh, it's Augie and Devin on uh, left up top. Augie, you have been hit with a natural 20 critical hits. Ouch. You take two points of damage of piercing. However, you do not have to save versus four poison. Um, so you, you got that going for you. I got that going for me. Uh, this guy, I'm going to call him Sir Quills a lot, who've been decimating <laughs> Devin. He disappears and runs away and what? I'm sh- escapes out and flees and I'm sure we will never see him again. I'm sure. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, I think that's pretty close. The one you've been wounding a bunch, number three, he races off as well. What? So two of them are bolting. And Epo. it's you versus three. They're somewhere around you. You can see shapes of them around you. Uh, you're at disadvantage to fight at all, and they—they're kind of a triangle position around you. What do you want to do? Um, I want to run in the direction I suspect Catherine was taken. All right, you're gonna take one opportunity attack if you do that. Okay. All right. A twenty. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a hit. <laughs> you take one point of piercing damage and make a constitution saving throw. Is this the first time you've been hit? It is a four. And take two points of poison on top of that. You have been hit. You do, however, run past. You run out of the smoke and you keep running in that direction. Do I see him? Uh, you can't. It's the opposite <laughs> direction of the smoke. Catherine sitting on a lawn chair being massaged. <laughs> what the hell, Catherine? <laughs> um, and Epo, you are being chased. Augie, the, your situation, you've got the guy behind cover, a guy not behind cover, a guy you blasted wounded badly who's running, and then uh, uh, there's a whole bunch 60 feet below you on the ground. Uh, are we staying here? What about the others? Don't go into ogre mode. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we should try to stay together. Uh, okay. And uh, there is a vicious bolt that lashes out to the last guy I shot at. Oh, behind cover. <clears throat> behind cover that okay. doesn't exist. I met with them. Oh, you took him out of cover, yeah. Took him out of cover. All right. What was that? I met, like, with them, but that's okay. <clears throat> go ahead. Make oh. a roll. Make a roll. no, no, no. What is that? Is, uh, 17. 17 hits. 17 hits. This guy has been wounded. You just need to do three. Two. <laughs> <laughs> he still stands. Uh, I can hack it. Am I able to use a syringe for a move or a bonus action? You want to inject yourself? Yes. Yes. I would like to do so. You can do that as a bonus action. And that is a D4 plus two? Like an EpiPen. Uh, two D4 plus two. Two, oh, two. Isn't it? For yeah. the healing potion, yeah. Healing injection. Whatever. What about the potion. venom antidote? Oh, two D4 plus two. Don't, you, you really don't want to know about that. Eight, which helped. I think completely <laughs> yeah, heals me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, Devin, what are you up to? Are you healed up? Okay, fantastic. Good. I'll put those away. Mm-hmm. Um, Ow. So who is one hit point left? The guy behind, <clears throat> got n- currently not behind cover at the moment. And there's one guy running, right? Yep. That guy's super wounded too, running. 
Uh, I do not it's like to just... shoot at running people, but this is, I'm going to have to make an exception. <laughs> and he will cast a, uh, a swirl the purple wall on his hand and um, cast it out at the guy who's running to our west. Okay, got it. Uh, 23 to hit with three points of damage. I believe is exactly how many he had remaining as well. He runs and gets blasted by this purple ball of violence. Done, done, done. Kolsch, you have this smoke. You don't hear sounds of fighting and you hear sounds of running. So Epo's bolted for it. Uh, I just, as I'm running, I just say over the channel, I'm, I'm coming for you, Catherine. Where is she? Follow me. Do you hear just like lovely like music and there's some dancing, some harp? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll run after where I think Epo is. Okay, you go chasing after him. Uh, you run into uh some smoke. You stumble into one of these bugs and blast it away into chunks. In anger and frustration, you chase out of the smoke on the other side. You see no sense of Catherine anywhere. You don't see Epo, but you can see the two that are chasing after him just at the edge of your vision. Um, you fire and are able to blast away at those guys. Up above you, you can hear some more um, magic and blasting being done, and Devin and uh, Augie, you guys are able to kill the guy on the northeast section there who's be- who was behind the cover. Uh, you're able to kill him. The other guy got away wounded. Kolsch, you destroy the two guys chasing after Epo and let him know that he's all clear. And 15, 20, 25 minutes of searching all the sections to the east provides no trace of Catherine. You guys all meet together after communicating and you almost get lost, but you do with the Kulsha's flashlight in particular, are able to connect together. You're all on the bottom floor deck. Uh, Augie, you look back up at the top. That machine is the only main thing that's still powered. It's still running. Uh, the job has been, the mission has been completed, but uh, you can all see the last person to return to your now group of four is a, is a defeated looking Epo. You had communications with the, the, the... They did not respond. Have they responded at all? Yeah, uh, if, if you want to try again, then he the combat. Out, find out where these guys are holed up, what sector? Uh, can uh, Master Shimir or any Stregan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great, Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 Jeffrey. So we have uh com- He we walks have- up, he's been yeah. following you the whole time. <laughs> we installed your spark plug and It's not a spark whatever. plug. Uh and they have taken Catherine somewhere. We need your help in finding out where she has been taken to. Uh, okay, I've got access to uh all their sealed doors now and I can uh, open them all up. Uh, give me give me a couple moments and I'll have them open and I can uh, get you going in some direction towards where they can be. There's two major areas where they've been known to 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 congregate. Okay. Hurry up. 
You can hear off in the distance some big metallic opening of a heavy door just in the door. We're going to need some supplies. I know we want to uh, undertake this search right away, but uh, I I exhausted much of my supplies in that that fight. Well, I'm not sure if Catherine has much time. I know. What do you need? I understand. I, I... I, I need supplies. Uh, I need uh, some replenishing gels and and whatnot for my for my moisturizers. Moisturizers. <laughs> a little balm. Christopher's trying to tell you he needs a long rest. <laughs> That's eight hours. Just I'm just just letting you know. How dead can I be in eight hours? Really? <laughs> How much more dead can you be than you already are? Yes. Good question. If if you want to to take some time, that's fine. But I'm I'm going ahead. We need some medical supplies. I could if and I'm looking at Jeffrey. I, I need no Jeffrey's there. on the radio. Uh, talking to Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I I need medical medical supplies brought here. Yeah, it'll take about eight hours, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Damn your trains! <laughs> Damn your union breaks! <laughs> There is a clicking sound that slowly brings you awake, Catherine. Your eyes uh, flutter and blink, and you find yourself in a cramped small space. You can hear sounds of pain and wailing from uh, a room or two away from these uh, from one of these bug creatures and uh, you kind of look around the room is dimly lit by a dull yellow light that actually hangs low like it's a maintenance temporary light that's been attached here the clicking sound grows a little louder as you hear footsteps approach you from behind. You uh, try to rise to your feet to greet uh, whatever this person is, but you are bound to a chair. Your hands are bound to behind the chair and your legs are bound to the metal chair. Um, the chair itself is not bound to anything, uh, FYI. I can get some good hopping going, huh? And from your periphery, a large, hunched-over gris bug (coughs) walks in, and it steps around, and with its claws, which are sharp and have poisonous stuff, it reaches and lifts up your chin, so you're looking right at it. You're still feeling a little groggy, but you can definitely communicate with them. It appears to just be kind of looking you over, holding you by the chin. And then let's go. Why did you bring me here? It steps away from you, not looking at you. And then turns around. Tell me you're not the one to blame. Tell me you are not the cause of all of this trouble. Tell me you're not responsible for the death and the starvation of my people. It couldn't possibly be the reason what has happened here. We are part of the prophets. We are here to help. He punches you in the face for two points of bludgeoning damage. I spit out some blood. 
I will not hear your lies. You will speak the truth before you die. If I am to die, then I have nothing left to live for and no reason to lie to you. Plead for your life as my people have. And he draws a knife, long knife. If you wait just a few minutes, I can promise you help. <laughs> Explain what has happened here. We are here to help anyone we can. If there's been starvation or plague or any sort of problems to your people, we want to intervene and make your lives better. We are part of the prophets. We are here to help. He lowers his head as you say that closer and closer and closer towards your towards yours. His breath smells awful. He has the knife out and he holds it right over your uh, thigh and is absolutely going to plunge it into your thigh. However, that was a cool speech. <laughs> Make a persuasion roll, and normally it'd be disadvantaged, but I really liked it. Make a persuasion roll straight. You've got to roll high. And I'm going to use my DM inspiration. Good guy. luck. <laughs> What'd you get? That is a 23 plus 5, 28. Whoa! Nice. And he lowers the knife, steps back. You will tell me more. <laughs> and we will stop Good there luck. for tonight. <laughs> Arriving at their destination, the crew discovered the hidden worldship Ornua. On board, they made friends with the followers of Strigan, group of dedicated people who live on this massive ship. However, the Gris, a bug-like species hidden in the engine rooms, were causing trouble throughout the ship. The heroes battled the Gris and won, but at the cost of Catherine being taken hostage. Thank you to Chris, Tim, Christopher, Seth, and Jillian, as well as our sponsor, the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. And of course, thank you listeners so much for joining us. If you'd like to show your support for the show, check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. How will the heroes deal with the 140 Gris still on board the ship? And what is Catherine's fate at the hands of these bugs? Until next time.